Yes, indeed. Y'all know what time it is. Welcome back to another episode. We are at 101. I'm still smiling about that, but not so much as last week anyway. Y'all already know what it is, man. Your old Seven Panther, a.k.a. the Carolina Hurricane Ridiculous Slang, a.k.a. your baby mama's favorite rapper. And a whole lot of other things you probably shouldn't call me to my face unless your hand skills is up. You understand me? And I got my brothers in the building, of course. Well, not in the same building. Y'all know what I mean. Uh, of course, uh, right here in the state of Washington with me, we got Mojo Barnes. What's going on, Black? How you living? Chilling, smoking. Ready to get it going. Sounds like a point. Chiming in from the beautiful state of California. LA to be exact, either Matt Assassin. How are you living, fam? Chilling. It's good. So everything is everything, man. Uh shit. Just you know what? The funny thing is, like a lot of a lot of stuff been going going on. Uh we'll get into some of it here in a little bit. Uh a lot of positive things going on. And with and even with that, a lot of times the highlight of my week as a creative is, is Sunday at 11. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because all the stuff that we take in all week long. Um, you know what I'm saying? We, we get an opportunity to put it on the table here in a format that uh, apparently people enjoy and they, they're continuing to, those numbers are continuing to grow. So I guess we're doing something right. Um, how y'all weekends been, man? It's been cool. Don't everybody talk at once. I'm saying. <laughs> it's been cool. Um, my my weekend literally starts today because I work on Saturdays. But mm. um, I took yesterday off because my job's on some bullshit. <laughs> we like to call that job. Yeah. Yeah. The the job is jobbing very. But yeah, no, my weekend's my weekend's cool so far. <laughs> Crazy, <laughs> man, man. What about you? Any uh, any impressive shenanigans happened off in LA this weekend so far? I mean, I know it ain't done, but nah. Um, that the six the six street bridge festival yesterday. Oh, okay. That was late. You went? Yeah, it was dope. You know, I mean, I I missed a lot of it. I got out there late, but um. But but it was dope, you know what I'm saying? It's a lot of beautiful Mexican women out here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But the Six Feet Bridge is, is a famous bridge. The Beastie Boys featured it, I think, in um I can't think of the name of the video. It might be say what you want. I can't I can't be too sure. But um the Beastie Boys kind of made a certain area out there kind of famous. You know, well helped make it famous. I don't want to take away from what the, the people did prior. But um you know Huge festival, you know what I'm saying? Celebrating the neighborhood. Like most of the people that perform is from that neighborhood and shit. My guys east of the river perform. Um Murs perform with a with a live orchestra. Yeah. yeah, you know, six six street bridge, man. They 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 lock the whole bridge down and just party. Yeah, beer mm-hmm. guard, vendors and food trucks on that motherfucker and all that shit. Shit was dope. That shit sound like um Folk life on a bridge, uh, Mojo. <laughs> yeah, okay. Folk life on a bridge. That's what's up. Ooh, ooh, shit. For those who don't know, folk life is the uh, one of the big music festivals they throw here in uh, Seattle, and we, we performed there this year. That was pretty cool. Um, just, oh, before we get going, shout out Poe Mac, Max Reminals, 
the whole nine factor academy. Um, we'll get back to y'all in just a minute because we got some shit we need to talk about. But um, I don't know where y'all want to start. I actually feel like <laughs> shit. I don't I can't stop calling. I actually feel like um, due to some of the shit that I that I've seen recently that we should start here. Um, I don't know if it started. No, 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 it didn't start there. It started with the Big Three versus the NBA. Started with the Big Three versus the NBA. Um, first of all, salute to the Big Three uh, for for being recognized as the first Black-owned basketball league. Uh, that's a that's a win. No matter no matter how you look at it, that's a win because uh, the NBA has gone out of their way uh, since the end of the CBA to prevent the rise of another basketball league that can challenge them that they that they don't control. Uh, hence the G League. Pardon me, the WNBA. <laughs> um, so yeah. But with that said, we all know who owns the big three. Ice Cube, uh, hip hop legend, uh, Hollywood legend, entertainment legend, period. Cube has a tendency to get himself in hot water with people who don't seem to quite understand what's going on. Um, and it happens on a regular basis. It's not this is not a new thing. This has happened to him before. Um, but recently, there have been some issues in the, in the media, or, or rather online with you. Um, and a lot of it factors around what he does in the realm of politics, or who he chooses to kick it with in the, in the realm of politics. Like, uh, what's the white boy name he in the car with? In the, what's his name again? Uh, I can't remember this nigga's name to save my life. Oh God! But either way, the guy's clearly, you know, supposedly a, a, a diehard conservative. Uh, Cube, as, as if you followed his career, he was closely tied to the nation for a while, um, and his politics have always been his. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I feel like some of the backlash he catches is because people don't understand, um, much like you know we said previously, don't understand the actual nature of politics or just refuse to think outside of a box that they may have put their political understanding into. But that said, um, Q ain't the only one, but I mean, it's because it's there's a lot of it going on now. But a question was asked, um, and we can we can tie this to the two particular situations, those being Ice Cube and Jamie Foxx. Why is it? Why does it always seem that when a black entertainer does something that people consider off kilter, if you, if you will. Um, there's always an apology made at some point to somebody. However, <laughs> as we already know that, it, that the track record of America is they can do whatever they want with Black people and there's very rarely any apologies made. And those that are made are generally made at a point where it no longer matters. Uh, case in point, Bill Clinton apologizing for slavery. And that was cute, but who gives a fuck? <laughs> 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 So, I mean, how, how do y'all feel, feel about some of the backlash that Cube has been catching and kind of how that translates into how, you know, the whole concept of how America works in regards to Black people? Well, I mean, I don't think it, it goes as far as to how America works. My thing is, I don't understand why everybody's upset. Because, like, the man hasn't given you his political stance. He hasn't told you how to think or feel. No. You know what I'm saying? Um, he hasn't said our only person. He said, I work with, who, with whomever's willing to come talk to me. It's not, who's, it's not his fault who's opened the door for conversation. 
So at the end of it, like, you know what I mean? Like I, I've been seeing a lot of memes and shit and people talking about, ah, right, man, look, uh, you know, D.L. Hughley going off on the dude and all this stuff and the other. And I'm like, D.L. Hughley did something that I thought was real contradictory. Um, you know, cause he brought up, I guess to your point about blacks and politics, you know what I'm saying? And he was just like, you know, why do white people always seem to like always come to the entertainers and the athletes and shit for the, for their, for their, for their point of view and their perspective instead of actually going to the people who are in the into the politics and actually do the work, you know, basically basically implying like why don't you go to the people who are qualified? But my thing is, DL at the same time, people come to you for your political outlook on things. You're not necessarily qualified. But nobody's running around here upset at you only because you have a critical a critical tongue about everything, you know what I'm saying? So, um, I just don't understand what outrage is at. Like, you no, know, I don't understand why people are so mad at you. Like, nobody, give me one political stance that he's made. I mean, I wouldn't say I. At least not. Yeah, I would say since the the end of the '90s, I haven't exactly seen him take a. And most of what he said previously wasn't necessarily a political stance as much as it was a um, a philosophy, you know, to live by, not necessarily a political stance, you know what I'm saying? Even his association with the nation was him, um, you know, speaking on what he saw within that movement that he could relate to and, and that he thought was beneficial to the Black community, not necessarily, as you say, a political stance. So, yeah, I don't think he's ever stated I'm I'm on this side or I'm on that side or whatever the case may be. Like that's never been a thing for him. Um, it's always been a I say what I think is right. That and that's always been him. You know what I'm saying? So I don't understand the the, the I guess some of the pushback comes from. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> I think it's the same thing that makes black people look at me strange when I say something negative about Obama or what they perceive to be negative about Obama. Black people. As much as we try to tell other people we're not a monolith, we seem to think we should be at certain times. Right. Oh, if I believe this, oh, I'm sure all Black people think this. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> and we got, I mean, this is crazy that we would even put ourselves in a box like that. Um, but yeah, that happened to Cube. That happened, that happens, that's actually happened to Cube on a number of occasions in his career. Um, I think this may be the loudest simply because of social media. But yeah. That's he's always been that guy. But but see, okay, let, let's let's take all that off the tape. Like I'm only speaking towards the past couple of years and and him with the contract for Black America. You know, again, where is all of this vitriol coming from? Like, so like one thing I hate to see is like when you said the monolith, right? I, I think a lot, a lot, a lot of us adhere to the to the Oh uh, man, he don't speak for me. I speak for myself. Type, uh, type of thing. But then, in the same breath, people be like, "Oh man, we need a leader." Now, I'm not saying that Ice Cube has to be our leader. I'm not saying that by any means, you know. But what I'm saying is, all you niggas that's complaining, none of you motherfuckers is stepping up to do anything about it. You're not even in a position to be able to say it or to be heard. You know what I'm saying? You're only in a, in a position to complain. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And again, we got somebody that's out there trying. You mad at who, who trying to work with him? Nigga, have you tried to work with him? That boy. <clears throat> that right there. Like, like this, it, it, it kind of boggles me, like, how short-sighted people could be. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I just don't get it sometimes. It's like, 
It's like you just want to be mad, like or you see a bunch of a bunch of people mad, so it's easier for you to go with the group and be mad. So like how you said with the monitor, you know Without what I mean? The information though, like yeah, like like that's why I wanted to take that previous shit off the table because like I, I actually saw, I was watching an interview with a, a pod and people were talking about how this is the same Ice Cube that gave us fuck the police. He was eighteen when he gave you fuck the police. How many eighteen year old niggas really actually know how to articulate? anything clearly and concisely where everybody can understand it. Only a few people understood fuck the police the way it's supposed to be. They took it like, oh shit, you're going to come kill us all. Even more importantly, in that same point, why would him having the conversations with the people that he's having conversations with change fuck the police? That doesn't change that. I know conservatives who say fuck the police. So... <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, I actually watched an a, a interview with Cube and he was talking about it and he made a great point that I think he, that this is the part where, of politics I think that, that us as Black people fail to understand. Enemies talk to enemies. They actually talk to and They don't just fight with each other. They talk to each other. You know what I'm saying? They're trying to smooth out these differences. Whether or not they get smoothed out, that's something else. But the point being is you got to have communication. What, what we say to the other part, communication. If you don't communicate, you're not going to get anywhere. And I'm you not going to turn it off this time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we don't get nowhere. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like niggas just be feeling like, and what I said is what it is, and bam. I mean. You just, like, you know what I'm saying? It don't change unless it go to where, where he trying to take it. So. And, and I mean. Okay, this is my thing, and this is my personal thing. Um, me personally, I've never had a problem with Cube talking to this person or sitting with that person or anybody doing that. Because in my personal opinion, it doesn't matter who you go sit down with. Like, they're all playing the same game anyway. So you just got to figure out who's going to pass you the rock or who you can pass the rock and they're going to score. Like, you, the whole objective right. of any game is to win, right? Mm -hmm. So if, if the objective of any game is to win and you realize you're smart enough to see, oh, they all play in the same game. So it's just a matter of who's about to be in the league. What team can I join to take this to the chip, take, take us to the chip? Okay. It don't mm -hmm. matter which team it is because at the end of the day, whichever one of these teams win, both of those teams win. We just got to find, find a, the path that's going to give us an option to win. Right. Because we don't always have that. That's off the table. You know what I'm saying? So now we got to put it back on the table, however we got to do it. So I don't, I don't disagree with Cube doing that. Like, he's a grown man. He can do whatever the fuck he wants, first of all. Uh, as long as he's not hurting anybody, and he's not. Um, black people, we have a, again, we, we like to group ourselves into these 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 big little circles until somebody else tries to do it. And then it's like, oh, no, motherfucker, you can't do that. Um, we're not all the same. But are we are we all the same? Because if we if you're if you're if you're going to stick to the weird, not all the same, then that has to apply to Ice Cube, too. You know what I'm saying? That has to apply to D.L. Hughley, too. That has to apply to Jamie Foxx, too. Because Jamie Foxx got himself in some shit. Uh, and I don't think he said anything wrong. My whole life, I've been hearing the phrasing that he used. I've been hearing it since I was, uh, since I understood words coming out of people's mouths, I've been hearing that. All of a sudden, it's an anti-Semitic thing. And the thing that he said, in case anybody doesn't know, and, I'm, and I'm, I would hope that you do, but even if you know, he said, they killed this dude named Jesus. What do you think they'll do to you? You know what I'm saying? What do you think? You know what I'm saying? Hashtag fake friends, hashtag fake friends. Yes, absolutely. Fake friends. And so let's think about Jesus's story just for a second. Who did Jesus name? 
You could say it was the motherfuckers that put them on the cross, but that ain't really who did them in. Like they did what they was gonna do anyway. The motherfucker that did them in was his man, Judas. He the one that did them in because he told the motherfuckers where to come get him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? His they friend. Yes. Jamie Foxx was making a statement that has been made in black culture for as long as I can remember. And all of, I, dog, I'm gonna tell you something good. The, the reality of the matter is within the last 10 years, everybody has gained the right to be super sensitive and fucking pussy about anything except for black people. Everybody. Right. Jews, Jews got a right to be mad again. The LGBTQ community can get mad about whatever the fuck they want. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and I'm, this is not a shot at anybody. I feel like everybody should be able to speak their grievances and get what they're supposed to get out of society so we can all live the same. We can all live equal. Liberation and equality is supposed to be the, the order of law, realistically speaking, in a real society. But if that's not the case, and we know that's not the case here, we know that's not the case in America. The people who have been downtrodden the longest in America, two groups of people who have been the most downtrodden for the longest in America have the least voice, and that's the indigenous community and the black community. Right. So, if all of y'all sensitive about shit, and you mad because Jamie Foxx is using a, a, a phrasing that has been in the black community as long as the black community has existed in America, if you can be mad about that, then why would you get mad about us being mad about police terrorism and, this and them taking brothers and sisters off the street? Why would you be mad about the fact that black women go missing all the time and y'all don't give two fucks about it? Why would you be mad about the fact that we want our children educated with an education that's really going to empower them to be somebody in this society? See, we can't get mad about that. But y'all can get mad because he said they killed this dude named Jesus. What do you think they'll do to you? Come on, man. Play Yo, better. That, fucking game everyone. I mean, it's, it's funny you say that, though, because uh, I, I think they're actually doing exactly what you said. Like, they're not getting mad at certain things. Like, okay, it's, it's, it's like this. Um, Selective outrage. That's the that's the term. I've been sitting here thinking the whole time, like, what the fuck is the term? Yes, I keep forgetting these buzzwords and all this popular shit. I don't I don't live in the public, <laughs> but uh, you know, the selective outrage. Like in this case, they some. I feel like, okay, look, look. I'm about to say something that might fuck that might fuck us up. Jewish community. Everything is not about your trauma. Everything is not about it. Thanks. You know what I'm saying? When that man said they, he was not talking about the Jews. You know what I'm saying? Read the hashtags, read the room. He's talking about people in his circle. He's not even thinking about Jews when he makes this statement. Now, the funny thing about that is, I was sitting there like, how the fuck would you even draw that conclusion? What I did not know is that apparently there's a term called Deicide? Have you ever heard of that? Yeah, I heard, I've heard of it, yeah. I had never heard this term before in my life. As soon as I saw the word, I said, come on, man, uh, is this what we're doing? So, you know, they, they basically are saying anything that has anything to do with the death of Jesus as it relates to Jews is anti-Semitic. But it didn't relate to Jews, though. But I'm saying that's what they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> that, but that, that's where the issue comes from so that's what i'm saying like when i say selective outrage in this stop choosing to be mad about this you're you're taking it and making it about you like this isn't even it isn't even picking what you're mad about you're taking something to turn it into something that is not and being mad about it that part
You know what I'm saying? Like you adopted it and you're changing it. It's just like it's just like motherfuckers changing woke, and now woke means what it means. Whereas we still have our own definition. You know, it's like stop stop turning shit into what it's not. <clears throat> that man, look, <laughs> Mojo got a song. Uh, Mojo got a song on Service Tension called uh, "When Will It Change?" and <clears throat> When I listen to that song and we having this conversation, it it all kind of flows together, and and it flows together simply because everything that he's talking about are things that we as a community have expressed outrage about at certain at different points, um, and and, and consistently. Mm-hmm. However, those cries, no no matter how consistent, unless we're marching in the streets and destroying shit mm-hmm. or shit is getting destroyed, whether we're doing it or people from the outside are doing. It, Unless that happens, um, our complaints, so to speak, are never put on the, in the forefront. It's always everybody else's grievances that get put on the front. That get put on front street. The only time our grievances get put on front street is when somebody gets killed by the police, or when there's some monumental law passed that has already passed. So now all we can do is be mad about it, and it got passed while we were distracted with some other shit, so nobody saw it coming. That happens on a regular basis. That's a whole nother conversation. But uh, that whole bait and switch shit is real in America. I promise you it is. Um, those things never get put on front street. You know what I'm saying? We we only, Like I said, we only get put on front street when we're loud, demonstrative. And our, all they have to do is say, I didn't like that. <laughs> Make a press statement. And now all of a sudden, you going around chasing your tail, trying to apologize to people you don't owe an apology to. I don't understand it hey just for the record if we have offended anybody with anything we've said on this podcast at any point in time or any time in the future fuck you and i mean that because the reality of life is if you can say what the fuck you want about me i'm damn sure gonna say what the fuck i want to say about you and i don't give a fuck how you feel about it because you didn't consider my feelings before you said what you said so or did what you did whatever the case may be or so let's all be adults said <laughs> fuck your feelings yeah Fuck your feelings, not fuck you, fuck your feelings. Cause you, you may be a, a, a decent person outside of your, your imbalance due to the traumas that you, you've suffered. I, it is what it is. But your feelings don't mean more than anyone else's. I don't give a fuck who you are. I don't care where you're, what group you represent. Our feelings don't mean more than anybody else's. We just want our feelings to be acknowledged and respected and for something to be done about the things that aren't correct. We're not saying that it's any more important than anybody else's trauma. But you can't make what you've been through more important than other people's shit. And it's that, it's that simple. Um, right. Yeah, man. I, I kind of I kind of hate me starting. <laughs> God damn it, people, man. Wow, nah, that's good shit. No place. You know? Because I mean, we could get into it, man. Shit, shit is shit is spilling over, man. Like, did you see, did y'all wake up to the to the uh the boat fight this morning? I saw something about it. I saw it. a clip of it. I didn't see yeah. the I didn't see the whole video. Okay. Not the whole thing. Hold on. Yeah. What what was the what was what what the fuck was going on? So apparently, um, I think in Alabama it was or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, you docking boats or whatever, they got a security guard, black security guard. And he and he's asking a boat of white people to move their boat so that another boat could dock. Right. I did read it. White people on the boat that he asked to move got mad and then got off the boat and jumped him. Listen to what we just said. The security guard at a fucking marina 
doing his job, asking people to move so other people could park their boat because they're blocking the space, got mad and jumped off the boat and decided to beat him up. So once that boat parked, well, actually, even before the boat could park, some people was jumping off the boat, swimming towards the dock. Brothers decided to work it out. You know what I'm saying? Like in the in the more the words of Chuck D, brothers gonna work it out. The brothers decided to work it out. And they and they worked the motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Now, mind you, I'm not advocating for the violence at all. You know, because I, <laughs> I was just about to say that shit. You know, <laughs> Yeah, he just that he just said that apology, right? That's why I'm saying I'm not advocating for the violence. Come on, man, we got to stick on on, on top. Nah, but you know what I'm saying? Like, God damn. But like, shit is spilling over, like <laughs> on stupid shit. You know what I mean? Like that shit is dumb as fuck. The whole shit is just stupid. You know. And it's and it's, and it's actually one of the few cases where I mean, like, I don't even want to say we came out on top because like. People on both parties got arrested. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause even, cause even the more fucked up shit about that. But as I'm watching it, and and there's a, a there's a tear coming down my eyes. I'm watching it. I'm not gonna tell you what feeling I had of why the tear was coming down. But uh, the first the first person I saw that got fucked up in the situation by police was a black guy, and it was two black cops. Now I'm not saying that the cops had to go ahead and pick a side. But I'm just saying it was just ironic what I'm watching, you know what I mean? Especially with everything we talked about this morning and who we was talking about. Like, first thing I thought about was when Ice Cube said, you know, black police showing out for the white cops. They went ahead and just and, and, and dumped the old boy out real quick, you know. But the, the brothers kept working out, working it out around them. They was like, you know, fuck that. Like, you know, this is some bullshit. Like, it, it was. This is a whole fucking thing. Jeez, yeah. Jesus. That's yeah. great. I'm seeing chairs. <laughs> now, 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 the guy with the chair? Yeah. Police fucked up. Okay. Yeah, because he's swinging that shit hard on people. Now, now at the same time, like I said, like I'm not into the pick a side shit, but the last person he hit with that chair, I wasn't with that at all. Yeah, that was unnecessary. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that was unnecessary at all. So like I I could I could kind of understand that. Why? Tell me why, because I didn't see that far. It was a woman. Oh yeah, you don't do that. You don't do that. It was a woman. Like like he he came down on us. Like once he did that, then the cop jumped on his ass. Oh, that's wild. That is crazy, bro. Like I um okay, y'all know me, man. So um people but out there and... swimming and swimming through that shit like like you can hear the lady in the background. Oh, they swimming. They going to get that motherfucker. Not like you. Oh like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Go get them, you. Yeah, that's right. That's what you motherfuckers get. Like you hear all of that shit. You know what I'm saying? But it's that bubbling point. You know what I'm saying? And I think you're gonna see a lot more shit like that coming up too. Like I think, I think in a situation like that, first of all, um, white guys, <coughs> white boat guys, fuck you. He was doing his job. I, I don't look at that any differently than I look at brothers that I see in the, in the store giving the white security guard a hard time. He's just doing his job, dog. Leave him alone. It's cool. Right. He's not He's not stressing you. He ain't following you around the store or nothing. Just because he's a security guard, you giving him you giving him drama. That, for us, is tied to our relationship with the police and anybody in the uniform. 
So mm-hmm. sometimes I understand the mentality behind it, but I try my best to, to intervene to, to change the dynamic. Bro, this nigga's not the police. <laughs> he is a security guard. He cannot arrest you. According to the laws of Washington, he basically cannot do anything but stand here and look at you. Or, or you know, depending on the situation, he may be able to try to stop you from leaving the store. But once you cross the threshold, game's over. So first of all, understanding the law could stop that from happening. But secondarily, the brother was doing his job and you immediately took offense to him attempting to do his job. And I can guarantee this was in Alabama. I can almost guarantee you. Not almost. I will give you 99.9% certainty had that been a white man that was a security guard. That would not have occurred in that fashion. Okay. I'm not saying they wouldn't have disagreed with having to move their boats, but I don't think it turns into that. Because there is an underlying current, no matter what your position is in America, no matter what the situation is, white people feel some type of way about niggas telling them what to do. Yeah. So if you're out there on your boat, you're probably a little tipsy. You and your vibe, you're feeling yourself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're feeling the day. You think you're on top of the world and you park your boat. And here comes this nigga telling you, hey, yo, um, I need you to, can you move it, please? Because we got other boats coming in and they just, you know what I'm saying? And I can almost guarantee you, I've been to Alabama. I know a lot of people down there, like very polite individuals for the most part. You know, that Southern hospitality shit is a real thing. You know what I mean? And when I'm watching the body language in the conversation, he doesn't appear to be antagonistic at all. You know what I'm saying? So it's just kind of like, hey, hey guys, da 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 da. But the immediate response, I think it was from the second white guy, not the first one. The first one seemed a little perturbed, turned around and starts going back the other way. But the next guy that comes back with him, whole different type of energy. You know what I'm saying? It's like, hold on, who the fuck do you think you are? You know what I'm saying? And then you have to wonder, what did this guy say to him when you went to the boat? You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, did you did you say this guy just very nicely asked us to move so other people can park? Or did you go over there and say, oh, this nigga telling us we got to move the boat? Because it depends well, on how you deliver a message. There's so, no there's no nigga that can tell us to move our boat. Exactly. <laughs> this is our boat. <laughs> we colonized this country so we can have this boat. You niggas ain't. Oh, my fault. <laughs> You ain't lying, niggas. Hey, hey. like the reality is, <laughs> had that had the, had this, had the scene been flipped. Now, let me take that back. I'm not going to say what I started to say because My I was thinking about what you just said. Country fair and square, huh? My ancestors took this country fair and square. Fair and square. This is manifest destiny on the water, bitch. <laughs> we found this country full of people first. <laughs> Yo, you know what? That Columbus discovered America shit rubs me so wrong. Every time I hear it, pause. But like, I was like, yo, let me ask you a question. If I walk in your house <laughs> and be like, oh, I just discovered this big screen TV, are you going to be okay with that? <laughs> like, no, you can't just come in my house and take my TV. Then what makes you think you would come to a country and take somebody whole shit? Huh? That's not a question. Let me tell you why that's not a smart question. Because they would do the same thing that the motherfuckers did when they took the country, just kill everybody in it if they want to take the TV. That's what that's kind of what the question was leading to, but I you know <laughs> I know when I said that, like you know what I'm saying? Like that's the point. Yeah. So if I come in your house 
and you ref- and you don't want to just give me the TV. <laughs> or if I had no intention of asking you for the TV and my intention was to take it the whole time, what do you think gonna happen when I decide, okay, it's time to take the TV? I might sure. say, hey, hey, I'm about to slide with this TV. You good? And as soon as you be like, nah, <laughs> trail of tears. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you need a blanket? <laughs> just saying, like that's that shit is <laughs> ah, bang bang. You feel me? <laughs> so yeah, let's let's not pretend like dude didn't deserve. Those dudes didn't deserve to get their ass whipped. <laughs> to the lady that got hit with the chair, I hope you're okay. Um, that's kind of crazy. Sometimes in the heat of the moment, you know, shit happens, and and people aren't thinking they're thinking they're clearest. But I will say that that I, I, I and I can't say this, and I can say it with certainty. There are times when uh, black people had an upper hand in a situation against white people, and sometimes it goes into overkill mode because everything that they've experienced throughout this throughout the course of their lives with white people start coming back in that moment, and now. The punch that I just threw had nothing to do with what just happened. It's got to do with the teacher in the eighth grade that that, that severely disrespected me every day, and there was nothing I could do about it. There's, there's that punch was for the football coach or the basketball coach that played my face because it was a white boy playing my same position. You know what I'm saying? Or those punches stop meaning <laughs> what they mean in that moment after a second for some black people. You know what I'm saying? I'm not even hitting you because of what just happened. I punched you once, and that was for this. That could have been the end of it. But as soon as I hit you, everything else that I've experienced in my life starts coming back. Every time I wanted to punch a white person in the face, I couldn't do it. You know what I'm saying? Every time I could have punched a white person or should have punched a white person in the face, I was too afraid to do it because of the repercussions. We in this moment now, and the hand's already flying. Nah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I don't think that's right. I can honestly say I don't think it's right. And I'm, I thank God for martial arts every day because it taught me how to narrow the scope. If I fight you, I'm fighting you because of what happened right now. Unless it's a long cooked beef, then I'm just waiting. To, then I'm just waiting to be served. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I got some of them, and I got some that's long cooked. Like dog, I hold grudges like a motherfucker. I ain't gonna lie to you, but like, <laughs> but um, at the end of the day, they taught me how to narrow the scope. So now, boom, 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 done. I don't gotta overkill it. I got you for what you just did. I'm cool now. You know what I'm saying? But. That shit, man, too, too many people, too many emotions that start going into that same thing you was talking about, about black people and being a monolith and wanting to believe the same thing. In that moment, there was a, there was a shared psychosis amongst all those people out there. And they were going, they were just going. And there was no other regard to other people who may have been there to whatever the rules and laws of society may be. There was no concern for any of that. There, there was a shared psychosis in that moment between the black people and the white people because that psychosis was born out of their anger, their fear, and their frustration with the current state of America. No, regardless, of, that never crossed their mind. I guarantee you that has something to do with it because it's a part of the baseline that runs through us all the time. So, yeah, man, enough, enough love to them brothers for standing up for, for the brother getting jumped. So, so, man, what was, so what was running through that white woman when she got in the fight? Now, see, now mind you, like I didn't, like I didn't clarify all of that. Like she was getting in the fight. That's how she ended up getting hit with the chair. No doubt. <clears throat> so what was running through her mind? Okay, this is gonna sound crazy when I say it, but. I know you, and I know you've done it knowledge, so I, you, it won't sound as surprising to you. <laughs> There's a part inside that white woman that feels like the only way she can validate her equality or her superiority to stand next to the white man above black people is to get involved in that fight and do something. 
Uh, she got has it. to. She has to prove herself because I've done it. You know, I, I hate getting into these because I've read a lot of shit and I've done a lot of studying and I, I was a psych major in college, so I analyze people a little different than most people. And I feel like white women. Okay, the whole feminism movement, right? The feminism movement wasn't started by black women. You know what I'm saying? It was started by white women. And for a long time, black women weren't even included in the movement of feminism, despite the fact that they were women. Right. Because even though they have that shared trait that was keeping them oppressed, even though they had that, y'all still black, and we still don't want shit to do with it. Yeah. Um, so we all women, and this is a this is a movement about empowering women, but because we're black women, that doesn't count for us. Gotcha. But even during that time, the white woman was the because <clears throat> they already eliminated most of the natives. So as they started to establish the society, it was white men, white women, but it was white men, white women, you can't even see my hand anymore. And then black people fell under that. They felt like they were fighting for a place of equality, even though we, in, in our position, we saw them as being far beyond where we were. You know what I'm saying? So now, in a situation like that, over time, it, it the illusion is that it, that improves, but if you look at the numbers, it really hasn't. So when it comes to a situation like that, she feels like, oh, well, let me make sure that you understand that I know that you don't like these people, and I'm gonna show you I don't like them either. We're gonna fight together. Try to, to try to, to reach some degree of equality here to show you that I'm on the same side with you. The funny thing about that is, if they was in a different setting and one of them brothers slid while they was at the club or some shit with a couple drinks in them and the music thumping, it might have been a different historical uh, historical vibe that jumped up out of her. They ain't got nothing to do with fighting. You know what I'm talking I, about? I can't, you know, I can't, I can't give her that much credit. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, it could have just been I hate you niggas, and here I come. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what I was point. thinking it was. That's the same Yeah, Because you know what I just thought about? It was like, you know, like, again, who are the <laughs> teachers in the household? Now, the, mothers. I'm, the mothers are always the teachers in the household. So if racism is taught, where is the kid getting it from early? Mama. Didn't it from mama? Yeah. You're right. She went out there and took her shoe off and she said, I'm gonna beat me some of these niggas too. Yeah. Fuck you, nigga. <laughs> and that nigga pulled out a bigger a bigger shoe and sat her ass. He pulled out a shack shoe and hit her ass with <laughs> It was a it was like a, a, a WWE smackdown like over the head. Like both, both his shoulders was in it. Yeah, it was it was dramatic. It was real dramatic. He hit her with the young girl. <laughs> nah, uh, no, no, there was no lean. That's the that's, there was no lean. There was, it wasn't from the side. It was just straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta go back and watch the rest of that video. Hey man, look. Again, like I, I said, this. actually that's that shit was whack. Like that big ass dude didn't have to hit that woman with no chair. But you got in the fight. Out, yo. <laughs> you got in the fight. You got in the fight. So, you know, my mama told me that one time. My mama said, "Hey, look, man, don't hit a woman." But I will tell you this: <laughs> there are certain things that a woman can do that automatically strip her of her womanhood in a situation. Mm -hmm. And I said, "What's that?" She said, 
Okay, I'm not going to say if a woman punch you in the face, you automatically got to punch her back in the face. I'm not going to say that. But what I will say, if a woman punch you in the face and you're able to stop the, stop the, stop the progress and talk her out of continuing the swing, there's no need to do it. But if she coming at you on some flood from some weight from some Mayweather shit, you might need to put that bitch in the headlock. I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, no doubt. <laughs> no doubt. I ain't just gonna stand here and get my ass kicked by nobody. I don't give a fuck who you are, but like right. Um, but yeah, man, like that was that was excessive. And I mean, like, I'm I'm joking, of course. I don't have a need to put you in the headlock. I got a roundhouse kick that'll take your ass out. Anyway, um I'm joking. It's a joke, it's a joke. <laughs> like, like, jokes, man. It's a joke. It's a joke. Ha ha. But I'm just saying, like, shit's real in the field, man. Motherfuckers, y'all gotta understand something. If you see people fighting and you jump in it, you bound to get your ass punched in the face or hit with a fucking chair. Just stay the fuck out of it. Stay out of it. <laughs> just stay out. <laughs> what is wrong with y'all? God well, damn, man. was niggas who didn't have shit to do with the situation. That's why it's called a strength. You could have left. Yep. Or, or stood, or, or at least if you're gonna jump in, or if you're not jumping in to try to stop it, Stay out of the way. That's what I'm saying specifically straight bullet. The straight bullet is always the, hitting the person who had nothing to do with it. You didn't have to be there. You could have left. Oh. Well, what Lloyd Banks say? Lloyd Banks said, yep, I got hit by a straight standing there watching a the fight like a dummy. Yep. And you know what's funny? Go home when the club is over. Yes. Lloyd Banks got hit by a straight watching the fight. Lil Wayne accidentally shot himself. Let me ask y'all something. Let me ask y'all something. Yeah. Because I've been thinking about this for a while. I never, never really got a chance to have this conversation. Why do people continue to give niggas stripes for taking bullets like in wayward ways? Like you shot yourself by accident. And okay. I'm glad you survived. Yay. But so? You got shot just being in the wrong place at the wrong time, standing there watching the fight. Yeah, okay. I give a whole lot more respects to the nigga that survived than somebody that shot him because they was trying to kill his ass. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, um, and that's just a, a whole different thing. But like, yeah, I don't. I think it's weird that people give people so much, give people praise for getting hit with a stray. And I'm like, dog, it wasn't even intended for you. Like, if it was intended for you and you survived it, I'd look at that a little different. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know, man. I just think it's weird. I think it's weird as fuck. <laughs> this is a very niggerous topic, so I won't spend too much top time on niggerous things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it, I, I'll say, I never really heard Lloyd Banks really try to take credit or, or gain oh, no, that. Not Lloyd, the people. No, 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 I'm going somewhere with this. I never heard Lloyd Banks do that, but in Lil Wayne's case, I've specifically heard him say lines, saying, when I got shot, this happened, da, 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 da. but I got shot by myself not alone but you were alone but you got shot by yourself you shot yourself you know and again you know like not even to, to make light of the situation like when he was 11 years old playing with a pistol you know it should be you know it should have been accessible anyway but that happens because of things like that like, like that, that sentiment happens because of things like that. You know, people play it up, you okay. know? Um, you know, because at the end of the day, I mean, like, shit, I mean, like, we, you know, uh, I mean, I don't, you know, I, 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 I don't, I don't really care these days for the um, whole glorification of, of that type of shit anyway, you know? So, like, you survived it, you survived it. 
and and that's it. You know what I'm saying? But um, you know that I don't know, man. I guess I'm just starting to get old. Like I don't like a lot of that shit. <laughs> he said I'm starting to get old. Now, yeah. I think I think the big thing for me, and again, it's not it's not even the artists that I'll be tripping off of, it's the people. And I'm like, dog, if you if you really like somebody that, that knows that that says they're a diehard Wayne thing, like you know he shot himself, right? You do know that, right? Like no matter how he sell it to you in that line, you know the truth. <laughs> like, you still like, come on, man. But anyway, all right, yeah, yeah, you're right. It, I mean, yeah, it's nigga shit. And and I I unfortunately myself. Have a tendency to de- to devolve into nigga shit from time to time, but it's cool. Um, yeah, now we we all do. I mean, but like, I wasn't really meaning necessarily just the topic though. Like, I I was really also caring to speak on like the attitude towards all of it because that's what we we getting on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That everybody attitude towards it is, it's it seems like it's a oh big up, big up, big up, big up. You know what I mean? So which is why you say like, well, you know, I don't really get that no credence. You know, saying so that was an accident. He still could have died. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? Still could have died. Like, like anybody who caught a straight still, like it's plenty of people caught straights and died. Like my man Boogie B in New Orleans just last Christmas. You know what I'm saying? He he gets to New Orleans for, for his he lives out, he lived out here in LA. He gets to New Orleans for, for his winter break to see his family. He goes straight to the grocery store. He don't even get to see his family. Shootout happens right there in the parking lot. Between two people in the middle. Didn't even get out of his car, he got killed in his car. Fuck. You know what I'm saying? Straight book. That's crazy. So That's so again, like I'm not trying to downplay that shit, but like, you know what I'm saying? The motherfuckers who who say, you know, who who I mean, I guess you can't wear it as a badge of survival. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like you did get shot and you made it. You know what I'm saying? But like turn it in, into Tony Tough guy is not cool. That part. That's the point that folks with me right there. Turning it, turn it into Tony Tough guy. Like that's not that's not the fly shit. Nah. You know, and I used to, I used to think Lil Wayne turned it into, into Tony Top Guy. Oh, he does. Most definitely. I started slinging rock right after I got shot. Okay. Yeah. Right. You should just say I started slinging rock right after I shot. Plaxico Burst ass nigga. Shut up. Anyway. Uh, let me not do that. I'm, I'm, see, I got I got I've been around too many niggas that got shot. Too many of my homeboys been shot. And wasn't none of that shit an accident. So like when I when I hear shit like that and I know the real story, that shit bothers the fuck out of me because I know too many niggas that have really been through it. You know what I'm saying? And not that he ain't. He from New Orleans. I've been there. I know what the fuck it's like. You know what I'm saying? It's a reason why you was 11 with access to a fucking pistol. There's a reason why that happened. You know what I mean? But still, at the end of the day, like you said, all that tough guy shit, when you know it was something different, is kind of fucking ridiculous. But yeah, anyway. Enough yeah. respect to everybody. To everybody that, uh, enough love to everybody that survived getting shot. Um, Yeah. That shit, that shit ain't fun. I got grazed by a bullet and my life ain't been the same since, so. <laughs> life ain't been the same since. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what? Before I do this, I want to I wanna apologize uh, to to Bessie and J.R. Swifts and Ransom and Nicholas Craven and everybody else's music I wanted to talk about last week. I was a little twisted, so we started talking music and then went completely somewhere else. I do apologize for that. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that. <laughs> I listened back to the pod, yo. That shit was mad funny. I was like, yo, we was, we. I could tell we was, yeah. I could tell we was Jack. That was that was that was the flash shit, though. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I know you have. Uh, Mo, have you have you heard Bad Seed and J.R. Swift's album at all? I have not. All right. Well, um, 
before before we get to that though, we'll go to this because I know this is something that um I think you probably have heard some of at least. Um, my guy Van Guns, much love to you. Uh, I've known Van Guns for a really long time. I know him since he was Chase Jones, the rapper. You know what I'm saying? Um, and he's he's evolved over years, man. Real talented dude, man, and a good guy on, on top of everything else. Um, Van recently dropped his album Guns Control, his first producer album. And I, I gotta say, I personally, from when I first heard his tracks of his production uh, early on, I got on one of his uh, one of his earlier earlier albums when he was still Case Jones, and the production was good. It was cool, you know what I'm saying? It was good. It was better than average, you know what I'm saying? But <clears throat> to see his growth as a producer has been super dope. Um, I always ask him, "You still rap?" <laughs> He's like, "I mean, sometimes, but like I, that really ain't my thing no more." So. I can tell that the focus has definitely turned to production because the beats have gotten exponentially better over time. Um, his choice of features on the album were very good. Um, I think a lot of times when I hear producer albums, sometimes I think they just go for, let me go get all these people with a name and make this go, as opposed to let me actually try to make a solid project. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I think I think Guns did that on this one. Um, I don't. I don't necessarily have a, a a song that I prefer the most, um, but I do. There's several songs that I like, like that I like a, a a whole lot. I'm not sure if y'all saw the promo that I posted for episode 100, but the very first song that you hear uh, on there is from Van Gunn's album, and it features Eden Mad Assassin and Poe Mac, um, two of my two of my favorite, you know, indie rappers, most definitely. Uh, <laughs> two of my favorite rappers, period. Fuck them. Two of my favorite rappers and two of my favorite people on top of that. Uh, y'all smoke that shit, man. <laughs> y'all smoke that shit. Absolutely. Um, Bad C makes an appearance and he goes crazy. Rusty Jooks and Bennix got, got busy. Um, yeah, man, it was it was a dope project. And, and I think that um, it's, a, it's a song on there. Some dude, I don't know who he is, but, um, you know, he's OK, I guess. He said he's him, but I don't I don't know if I agree with him, but we'll see. Uh, <laughs> Salute the OC from NC. That Salt Bay joint is dope. Ilpo, um, yeah, y'all, y'all got busy. So I, I like the album. I think that it was. Uh, I think for it to be his first producer album, I actually can't wait to hear the next. One. So yeah, <laughs> I will say that much. But um, I don't know. E, what you think? Oh, I like it. You know what I'm saying? I like it. I, what was hindering me is like right now it's just on Bandcamp, and I hate listening to shit on Bandcamp. <laughs> I feel it. You know what I'm saying? Um, but like nah, but I, I definitely listen to it. Like I like it. You know what I'm saying? Um it's on streaming too. Oh, I didn't know that. Like yeah, I, I, I just saw him promoting it on Bandcamp, so I thought it was just there. Oh no, nah, it's on streaming. I've been uh as a matter of fact, yeah, I I, I got the notification from Spotify as soon as it dropped on uh, Thursday night. Oh shit. Oh, okay, word. No doubt. That's what's up. But um, like now, nah, nah, I like it. You know what I mean? Um, at the same, all right. So like, how you said, like you know, like the like just the cohesiveness of it with it being a producer project. I t- I tend to kind of tune out on producer projects because it's not just one common thing. And, and I'm not saying that it has to be that, but I I think because of so many artists doing so many different things, I kind of don't put it all together the way I should. Like even back in the day, like even like with the Pete Rock joints and and shit like that, like there's only maybe like four or five songs on it that I really liked. These beats are great, but so far as song, like I, I guess I just look for something different out of song. But but I like this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, and what's even crazier though is like even speaking, I, I'm wondering 
I wonder, uh, I would like to know what his process was for putting it together. Cause I know what the process was for putting me and Paul Max on together. So I'm wondering if it was the same process or anything different, you know what I'm saying? Cause I'm gonna hit you with a, with, with I think it's an Easter egg. That, that those verses are actually somewhere else on another album. Huh. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, hmm. So yeah, so so I just I just wondered what the process was making all of this. Yeah, I mean, I, I I mean Mojo, you're a producer. Do you have uh do you have any designs on potentially in the future doing an album like that? I know Reddy got one in the in the cans. Like you do you have any plans to do something like that, maybe? In the aspect of what uh, making beats and then having other people rapping on them and, and like having a compilation like that is that what? It... Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I kind of look at it like the, the Dr. Dre syndrome. Like I think Dre doing the Chronic counter was the. I mean, Marley Maul did it back in the day, but um, like most of those people were people who acted. Well, I guess in Dre's case it was the same thing, but the Chronic syndrome basically. You the producer, you make all the beats, you bring people in from different places, where you know whether they be from different crews, different states, different whatever. And to and create a project out of those, out of those records. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I thought about it. I uh, don't feel like I'm in a place where I can do that right now. But yeah, I thought about it. I mean, like that's the the whole intention, in my opinion, for making beats is for other people to rap on them. I don't necessarily uh, immediately think, oh, I'm going to rap on this beat, or you know, it's solely mine. But I have thought about putting something together. I was going to put something out a while back called it um, Mojo Has Friends. So, you know, it's just other people <laughs> rapping on my beats and shit. Mojo Has Friends. <laughs> I feel like that's the intent when you're making a beat. So why do you think you're not in a place to do it? Perfectionism. He ain't lying. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was gonna get I was gonna get on his helmet about it in, in, in the near future. I actually was just talking to Monster about that the other day. I was like, man, you know what? If Mojo wasn't such a perfectionist, his 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 producer catalog would be way deeper right now. Like he'll he'll make a beat, he'll play the beat in the studio, we'll be like, yo, that's crazy. He's like, nah, it's not done. And then we don't hear that beat again for like five months. <laughs> and he plays it, and I'm like, yo, I think I heard this before, but now it sounds a little different, but I know I heard this. He's like, yeah, it's ready now. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, and it'd be some small shit, like a little bell get put in. <laughs> that water was missing. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. But Mojo, Mojo is a dope. Um, you actually get to hear a good deal of Mojo's production on um Double XL's overweight and underpaid in September. Um, yeah, most dope, man. He got he actually got a, he got a beat on me and No C project too. Um, salute to No C, matter of fact. Um, but yeah, Van Guns, you, you did your motherfucking thing, man. Um, salute to all the artists that was on there. Uh, NC Hip Hop had a good showing on there, so you know, what I'm saying I'm happy for that. Uh, we we kind of drafted uh, Guns and Poe Mac into the NC Hip Hop family, even though they live in Virginia. So <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Um. Yeah, dope shit, man. Dope shit. Like, keep doing what you're doing, man. Salute to uh, Hip Hop Lifers and Raw Side Hip Hop, two of the reviews that I have seen. 
Um, and that one song I was talking about, about that guy who's kind of okay, both of them articles mentioned that record. And I'm, I was like, super excited for that guy because, you know, mm. people don't fuck with him like that. So, you know, um, yeah. Anyway, Bad Guns, Guns Control out now everywhere. Stream that shit, go to Bad Camp and buy that shit. Um, support the artists that are making the music that you like. Um, instead of being mad at the ones that make the music you don't. Um, great you know, point. Great point. Yeah. Like I, I saw. Uh, Great. So the fuck all of that, man. Stop right there. Great point. You know. Yeah. Support the music you like. Stop sitting around mad at the shit that you don't like. Or stop sitting around mad you're not getting what you wish the hip hop gods are getting. Wasting your time, man. The fuck. Oh yeah, absolutely. Hell I'm yeah. talking album. You niggas. Oh man, you doing that with Primo? He was doing some primo motherfucker. Like, come on, man. God damn. That shit and uh the other shit that pissed me off is uh when I be saying niggas like yo, um what he say, why it take why it taking so 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 long to put music out? Like when, when Kendrick dropped before Kendrick dropped his last joint, I seen a lot of motherfuckers complaining about it taking so long for him to put music out. And I was like, dog, you do realize that these motherfuckers that put this music out that you listen to have a life right like they gotta live and it's things happening to them that happen to all of us <laughs> you know what i'm saying and but their shit is magnified and they try and kendrick lamar does his best to keep himself out of the spotlight when his music's not out he does very good at, he does very good at that but you got to understand what a motherfucker that famous has to go through to keep that in place you know what i'm saying so yeah it takes him a while because he's a very creative motherfucker he likes to give you something different every time and he likes to show you the evolution of him but in order for me to show you my evolution, I have to reach a point in that evolution that I feel like is is, is uh, up to being shared. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's about quality more than quantity. You want a motherfucker to keep coming and keep coming and keep coming because the current climate of music, the streaming services changed everything. This digital age of hip hop, it changed everything. Because now motherfuckers is dropping, Papoos dropped an EP every month for a year straight. At a point, motherfuckers was dropping an album every two years. I'm I'm with you, but I'm gonna push. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give us a, a, a an addendum on that. Okay. Streaming, yes. Streaming changed. I think streaming changed the worth. Right, but but still, technology, in my opinion, just as a whole, is what changed streaming. You know yes. what I'm saying? You know, like again, like. You can get your bull. I don't want to say bullshit. You you can go get your yeah. You can go get your bullshit mic for three hundred dollars. Get a crack program, and next thing you know, you record music. You up and going. You know what I'm saying? Like the ease of access, technology did that. Like, um, it's it's funny, man. Like, it's funny because I kind of wanted to bring up the topic of people being short sighted. You know what I mean? And too caught up in the moment of things to understand how this is how whatever this is is going to affect the future. You know, and I think people uh, misunderstood that back in the day. They didn't pay attention to it. Like when when people started putting recording situations in their home, you know, like like watching, like say for instance, like watching like the Rick James documentary and shit, and hearing about studios in the home back then. You know, niggas are spending fifty thousand dollars to do that shit, sixty thousand dollars to do that shit. Nowadays, you six hundred, and you up and going. Down. You know what I'm saying? Like, like the fact that people didn't see us getting here 
like 10, 15 years ago, they didn't see us getting here. I don't understand how that happened. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you gotta, you gotta, you kinda gotta be able to see like, oh, that car is speeding downhill and there's nobody driving it. That car is probably gonna kill somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, you gotta be able to see this shit coming. You know what I mean? Um, I'm a sense of physics, nigga. <laughs> yeah, like, 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 even, like, even, like, like before we even got to what is known as streaming, like I knew what line why it was gonna do was was doing. Absolutely. And I was having I was having the discussions with people. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh man, I think it's great because like you know, what if I buy an album and I only like two songs? At least this way, I get to hear it first before I buy it. I'm like, you're not gonna buy it now. Nope. But you're not gonna buy it. Like I don't want to hear this. Like even if you like the whole shit, what's the likelihood that you're really gonna go buy it now? You already have it. I can admit I did that in the beginning. I would I would get the download, and if I really fuck with it, I go buy it. I did that in the beginning, but as time progressed, it got to a point where I, if I was doing that, I just I found that I wasn't buying the records. So that's yeah. when I stopped downloading albums. You know what I'm saying? I was like, okay, I can't do that no more. That's, that's yeah. enough for that. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying like it's it's just it's just what it's gonna be. It's, it has nothing to do with you saying, oh, I'm just never buying music again. It's just like, bro, like common sense gonna tell you, shit. I wanted to go buy this album today, but I'm listening to it while I'm cooking right now. I gotta eat, wash my dishes, then go buy this sheep. Man, you know what? I'll go get it tomorrow. Then tomorrow never come. Cause you got the next shit happening that day. And you still listening to the album anyway. Exactly. The you know whole time you're doing all the other shit getting in the way of you going to buy it, you still listening to it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, why would you buy it? Like, why would you, you know what I'm saying? Like who really would? It's only a, a, a minority of people who do that. Like. You got to be able to see some of this shit, yes, you know. Man. Like people short sighted as fuck, man. Ooh, Mojo, what are you doing? <laughs> Smoking, sitting, listening, being high, <laughs> thinking about when I had fucking LimeWire. Hey, yo, what? Oh, I gotta ask you a question. What? What time are we meeting today? I have no idea. I don't think anybody ever said what time we were meeting today. So oh, shit. I've been I've been assuming two o'clock. Me too. That's what I was thinking. So I think, yeah. I think That's I'm gonna horrible. that is horrible that neither one of you <laughs> Hey man, you know the funny thing is, like all the fucked up part is it's been so much shit happening in the last few days. I think it's been other conversations happening and nobody even realized, we never said what time we're meeting Sunday. You know what I'm saying? Like, we know we're meeting Sunday. Like, everybody knows that part. But I don't think we realized, nobody ever said when. <laughs> so, like, um, I'm, I'm assuming to as well, um, because we we had asked about moving it forward because of the podcast. So, I don't know. Anyway, that has nothing to do with anything. That's, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's high shit. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> salute, man, guns. Um, Van Guns and, and salute to everybody that still buys music. Thank you. You don't know how much that means, especially to somebody like us who we don't get major label backing for our projects. So every dime that we make from what we sell as far as music, merch, or anything of that nature, even y'all who stream it, if you stream it all, whether you stream it, you know, twice or a whole lot, every little bit helps. So thank you. But I just want you to know how much of a little bit that is from that two streams that you that you played. I just need you, I need y'all to understand what's actually happening to the artists that you say you love. And that's and that's one thing that uh I think we was having that conversation on uh, on the phone the other day. We was talking uh, about um 
it was bouncing off of what we was talking about on the previous part. On the previous part, we were talking about people not saying your name in certain rooms and how that dynamic affects certain things. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. How things move forward. Okay, well, y'all that people who actively choose not to buy music or to buy merch or to buy a ticket to a show, but still want to hear the music. Um, I would charge you with this. Ask yourself how much money you spend on things that have no value, that have no actual value in a week's time. I do this myself, but I tell myself I can't afford to do something. What am I spending money on right now that, that literally adds no value to my life? But I do it anyway. You know what I'm saying? It could be, it could be um, going to get a coffee every day when I could just make coffee at home. You know what I'm saying? And at the end of the week, that three dollars I spend on coffee every day for a week is twenty-one dollars. I could have bought two albums off of Bandcamp for twenty-one dollars and supported two artists that I believe in and just make coffee at home. And they're like, I ain't got time. I was up an hour and a half before we started doing this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like. But it's the choices that it's because we put ourselves in routines of um, of we put ourselves in a routine of waste because we're in a country that that pushes and, and, and blasts consumerism. So we spend money on shit. You know what I'm saying? And, and sometimes we don't take, like you said, being short sighted and not thinking that. Eh. <laughs> so so there's a meme uh, that I saw maybe a year ago maybe two years ago that I love the quote when it comes to conversations like this. And it says, you think you don't have the money to travel on vacations. The problem is you don't like to make sandwiches. Mm. <laughs> Beautiful. 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 You know what I'm saying? So like, cause like when you let off with the value part, I'm like, ah, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a trick. That's a slip. That's a slick slope. It's slippery, you know, cause you know, value is, actually placed upon things right and so you know just get into the semantics of it like you know i could be valuing my time today over the fact of the dollar so i go ahead and pay for that meal because i don't have time to cook it or whatever i didn't make time but if you really it go back to what i was saying before like it was something i posted man like like niggas like like we love to have a, we love to say what we can't afford to do without even knowing what it costs thanks Oh man, like I can't afford to go nowhere. Da, 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 da. You don't. You never even looked at a fucking rental car price to know what the fuck it costs to rent the car. You don't know what the gas costs. You know what I'm saying? You don't know how much it costs to fly over here. You don't know what the hotels cost. But you don't know that you have other options other than hotels. Like you don't know what this shit costs, but you're saying you can't afford to do it. But you look great, my nigga. Like, like your outfit is immaculate. It's brand new. I've never seen you wear a pair of sneakers with creases in it. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think I've ever seen you wear the same pair of sneakers three times. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's that kind of shit. It's like, again, like, what do we value? Like, do you do you value the comfort of right now over what could be an experience for a lifetime? Is it a value thing? Or are some people afraid of what they might miss out on Hold on, let me try to rephrase this because it has. It, I'm trying to say it in a way where it's not like they're not focused on the value. It's more so they're afraid of not um, being able to afford something that large, where something cheaper. That's that's the comfort of now. Yeah, 
that in that short sightedness. Yeah. yeah. It's cheap and it's and it's here right here in my face right now. Yeah. This this is why I sit and I listen. That's that's exactly that's all that is. You know what I'm saying? Like people so short-sighted, it's just like, ah, oh, but I but I can handle now. I don't know what I'm gonna do up until then, so let me just do now. Right. You know, right. but like like man, like cook for a month. Then buy that plane ticket. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, like you said, three dollars a day on coffee per week, that's twenty-one dollars. Multiply that by four. It's four weeks. Now, now let's put whatever you spent if you eat out every day for lunch. Mm. $20. I mean, you know, may, may, maybe, maybe in your area you might, you know, 12 might do you, but I hear your lunch gonna be $20. Damn, they're gonna be 20 here. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's, it's $20. I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? So that's $100 a week. That's $400 a month. You know, now of course, like, you know, you can go ahead and spend that hundred, make your meals for the week, or even change your diet. Don't eat lunch. You don't need it. You ain't gonna die. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. You know what I'm saying? That's real shit. <laughs> you ate 18 sausage links and five pounds of eggs and four French toast. And four sauce patties with bacon. All of it pig. And you fried the eggs in the bacon grease. Delicious. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, you know, to eat there, I'm just saying, you know. I remember, man, I had a cousin, man, back when I was like maybe like 18. This nigga was 16. He went to the doctor. The doctor told him he had high blood pressure. He was 16. Not not severely overweight. The black community was concerned. He's not severely overweight. Like he wasn't even overweight. He was just a little chubby nigga. Um, doctor said, "What did you eat this morning? Because whatever you ate got to be affecting your blood pressure." Nigga said, "Yeah, I ate a pack of bacon this morning." And da 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 da. da. Pack of bacon. <laughs> what the fuck? I said, "Nigga, you ate a whole pack of bacon." Like, yeah, I do this every day. Every day. How do you eat a pack of bacon every day? Now, I mean, like, now how you can afford uh, it. But I'm just saying, how do you do this every day? How you do this every day? Nigga, like, but I'm saying people think, like, that's what they do. You know what I mean? Man, that is fucking crazy, man. You know, like, I'm addicted to bread and eat five biscuits. Hey. What about the Five rolls. Like, God, did you just ate all? I wonder why your doctors asking you this shit. Like people eat eat bullshit. Like nah, cut that shit back. You don't need all that, bro. I can tell you. Um, me and E was talking one time. I was in LA about um, at that, and this was this was a while back. This was I think this might have been pre-pandemic. We was having this conversation about uh, some of my habits as far as eating and drinking. Like I didn't drink water really. Like I had to make myself drink water. You know what I'm saying? Um, there was a, it was a lot of things, you know what I'm saying, that I, that we were discussing. And he was like, bro, you could really just da-da-da-da-da. Because the thing is, um, and this is where uh, when, when people say, uh, I, I met a guy that was like 52, and he was like, yeah, man, but you know, uh, this, see his brother over there, da-da-da. I was like, yeah, but you got, this guy's 30 years old. Like, you can't compare yourself to him. 
like you need to look at other people your age and see where you're at. You know what I'm saying? And more importantly, where do you look in the mirror and see yourself where you're at? That's the most important thing. Then gauge where you want to be. Find it. Because sometimes you need the model to see what it looks like, to see what it's right. supposed to look like. You know what I'm saying? Okay, boom. Gotcha. Then do your thing. But I I personally feel like me at my age, when I look at some, when I look at other people in my age, is how I judge where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? I know where I want to be. I'm not, I'm almost there, but not quite. But I watch other guys my age perform on stage. I watch other guys my age in their daily activity and engage and, and where I'm at. Boom, 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 boom. I'm doing the math. I think that makes it that helps helps maintain sanity to a degree. You know what I'm saying? You ain't trying to keep up with these little niggas because in all actuality, you can't do it. That's just the reality of the matter. You can't do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It changes the complexion of everything. It changes the complexion of everything when you when you think about shit in real, real terms. You know what I mean? And so when I started drinking more water, I noticed the change in how I felt and how my body processed things when I ate and drank other things. Um, I don't intake I don't intake as much sugar anymore. You know what I'm saying? And I can tell the difference in um, my, my belly fat reducing and the, the cardio being more effective. You know, so all, all of the things that we had discussed. And my ass, I know I'm a former athlete. I know these, I'm a martial artist, so I'm still an athlete, but I know these things. But I've trained myself over time to do the bullshit. You know what I mean? And so the bullshit is easy, accessible, boom, boom, boom. I can do that right now and go. You know what I'm saying? But maybe slow down for a minute and, and make you something to eat instead of going to get it and drink some water with that instead of getting a Pepsi and, and see how different it feels. And it's way different. <laughs> I, I definitely, to, to your point, I definitely noticed a difference. Like, again, like, you know, you already know, like, I've been eating a certain way a long time. But even now, like, I definitely see, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is what age, you know, your vision starts doing weird things. So I'm at that point. And uh, I could tell sometimes what I've been doing the night before about how my vision is the next day. Thanks. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, oh, this shit clear today. Oh, this shit kind of blurry. This shit, oh, damn. Like, and I could tell what did it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't smoke yesterday. All I drank, all I did was drink. And I know what I drank. I know how much that. Okay, well, I didn't drink or smoke anything yesterday. Is what I ate. And I ate, I didn't eat this. And it's looking like this. This shit's blurry. This shit is extra clear today. Like, I don't, like, these are, these are not everyday glasses. These are like, Literally readers. Like I'm using these because I'm using my phone. I'm not using a computer to, to participate. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But he was still like their bifocals, like the top, I'm, the top has no prescription. So like I, I'm I'm constantly trying to make sure I'm using the top. So my eyes don't get used to using the bottom and get worse on it by using the glasses. Cause you know your eyes will adjust to the glasses. No doubt. Absolutely. And, and get and get worse faster than they should. You know, but I, I noticed, like, you know what I'm saying, when I'm eating, I'm drinking, I walk a lot. You know, I could tell what I did the day before. I could tell how much rest I didn't have. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. Even kind of doing shows and shit or like, or even coming on the pod. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, again, I'm not a morning to night smoker. I don't do that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I like what my brain is when it's clear. You know, so like, you 
on here, like I said, last week was a was a celebration, so whatever. But like you know, like even like you know, I see brother sparking up on here. I'm like, yeah, I just, not for me. No, <laughs> you know, I know more, my limit. Yeah, more often than not, I probably I probably wouldn't. But I I, I think I I kind of got I got up this morning and I was you know moving around and shit. And I'm as I'm going, I'm just kind of like boom, I'm up, I'm moving, I'm in motion. Like I'm not like chilling. I I, I literally got up and just got to it, and it was like right. oh. Boom, so I'm in motion, so my brain feels like it's 3.30 already. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, I'm, Mojo, I've been waiting for you to come back so I can do some hypocritical shit. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga is stupid, yo. <laughs> yo, I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. Did they ever respond back about the meeting? I know, I know, I know, pilot listeners. Y'all don't give a fuck about the meeting. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Oh yeah, I see. I said meeting at two, and Dub said, "What's broke is shot." <laughs> I'm glad we know what that means because otherwise, that sounds absolutely hilarious. Like, who got oh shot? yeah, wait, yeah. <laughs> oh shit! Oh man, yo, oh, well, I got a, well, I got a second. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like we're actually going to get into music because. Yeah, fuck it. But anyway, um, salute to the Bad Seed and J.R. Swift's Strike the Shepherd. Amazing album. Um, great combination of producer and MC. The features are dope, all of that. Um, uh, also out now, uh, Big Remo has a new project out produced by B Squared. Uh, it was somebody else who just put something out that I wanted to share. Cheers. <laughs> Hey, now that I can't do right now. That yeah, that last week was like a, a rarity for me. Yeah, <laughs> like doing it this early. So, so crisp and refreshing. <sighs> it it tastes words in a beer commercial. Oh shit! <laughs> oh man! I, oh yo, check. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, I cannot remember this shit. Hold up, my brain is fucked up. Oh man, um, and, uh, you left off with Big Remo and and and, and B Square. Yeah. Oh, uh, Ransom and Nicholas Craven. Uh, Ran Ransom is probably the best. One of the most, one of the consist most consistent rappers. The best. He's crazy, man. I think he's, he's the. I think he's the, he's the best. best. I think he's the best. <laughs> I, thought yeah, I, think, I thought he was the best for a long time. I think okay, right now I think he's the best. Okay. Yeah. Right now I think he's the best. Okay. I can see that. I can see that. You know, I can't argue that. I can't argue with that. And, and it's it's a few people whose names you can say in that spot, and I'm not gonna argue with it. Like that's one of them. Like he crazy. Ransom's really crazy. And I hate that I hate that more people aren't aware of just how crazy he is. Like, <laughs> like I think he's the okay. best. That's just nuts, yo. Like concepts, emotions, and then just the way his patterns and cadences, man. Nobody doing that. Not like nah. that. Nah. You know, I, I think I think niggas like him and Rock Marcy are like staying in the lane by themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like, like when I say best, like, I mean Rock. Now, now, now Rock is one of my I listen to him more than a lot of people, but Ransom consistently 
puts out this music. Like it's 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 something to the fact he got all these bullets in that clip that makes oh, yeah. me lean, makes me lean towards saying he the best. You know, like Rock is Rock is real dope because he's he's he speak in layers, and mm -hmm. it some somewhat kind of riddleish, but it's still like slick pep talk. Oh no. Ransom give you all of that with a more intricate cadence. Oh yeah. You know, and then when you're coming back, like you're, you're hearing the third entendre, the fourth entendre. Yeah, he's like, amazing. <laughs> he's amazing. <laughs> I think he's the best. He's the best. Oh God, he's amazing. Like, um, and I, I, I mean, I yeah, say that to say, like, hey. there's hmm? I said, yeah, Rand, I said it. I think you're the best right now. Ran, you crazy. Jerz, what up? Um, yeah. Ransom's crazy, yo. Like it's it's a um like okay, this and I understand what you're saying because I, I see what some people say about black thought, right? And despite how much I love black thought, I understand why they feel the way they feel. Um there are times when black thought raps when it is the most laser accurate thing I've ever heard in my life. Mm -hmm. Then there are times where he just rapping to be rapping and like it's just kind of going <laughs> and it's dope but you know <laughs> um it's kind of like the jada kiss complex in a, in a sense it, it always sounds the exact same you know what i'm saying um that's just the way he raps D difference difference at least oh great great comparison for this conversation the difference is this kiss ain't giving you more than 16. Thanks. So it's going to be a clear focus. It's going to be clear cut. And it's in and out. Boom. Yes, I hit you with the same hammer I hit you with before. But that hammer is, 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 is this is Thor's hammer. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? Whereas, again, this ain't a knock against Black Thor, but again, you know how I said I'm not fooled by the razzle dazzle? I feel like his razzle dazzle is the fact that he gives you these fucking hundred bar verses, and like I how you, yeah, and like sometimes like how you said like it can seem like sometimes he's just rapping just to be rapping, it ain't really going nowhere. But but this just sounds so good. He going crazy, but yeah, it's just <laughs> yeah, it's like, like driving 200, 200 miles per hour in your car, but you don't have a destination at all. What you, you doing? Speed, smoking weed, speed, fuck these police. <laughs> so they can't eat no books, dog. Fuck the books. So they can't eat no books, dog. Like I'm out. You know, like I, and I love black dog. Like this is not, you know, to, to put them down. This is what I noticed. Like I think about the fans. Again, it's just like boxing. Like you niggas be fooled by shit. <laughs> like you don't really see there. You know? That's real shit. That's real shit. <clears throat> I mean, like, I think yeah. there's a reason we talk about Black Thought's music with the roots more than we talk about his his solo work. Yeah, and I think I think what you said shines through in his solo work. It's, it's a lot of just not. And sure, you motherfuckers can say shit is going over my head. Nice try. That ain't the case. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Like, I don't mean you. I mean you, motherfuckers. The the audience, you niggas. I'm pointing at you, motherfuckers. I'm not pointing at these two guys. You motherfuckers. Like I, nah. 
I hear all of that, you know? But at the same time, I remember being the Cybers and Cassie, man, past the mic, we just rapping forever. Same thing. I, I love Black Thought, absolutely positive. I, and when he is, and when he has a aim and there's a structure to the song and all that. Like the goes, structure. Right. The Quest Love gives him that structure. Now, right. I, now mind you, I think I, I, I understand why his albums are titled the way they are. And I think it's because he had every intention of doing exactly what he's doing. Uh, he's like, yo, I think me and Black Thought have this in common. We love to rap. We just love to rap. It's a, the act itself. You know what I'm saying? Um, we actually, I actually got a chance to cipher with him and Common and, and uh, uh, who's the, somebody else, we, we, at Ziggy's. We did a show with them at Ziggy's. And you ever been around somebody rapping, like say somebody like Raiz back at AT? When you be around somebody and when they rap, it's just like you can see the love, their love for the culture just pours out of them when they rap. You know what I'm saying? That's what Raiz makes me think of. And that's that's the same impression I got from Black Thought. And sometimes Raiz, I think, huh? You know, Raiz, Raiz gave me my name. I forgot. Uh oh, that's crazy. Shout out Raiz, right out of my man. That's crazy. Uh, the one son lion. <laughs> the one son lion. Yo, man. Son, son of, of, of Mandrew. That is him. That's what mm-hmm. gave me my. I consider myself a stepchild of Mandrew. You the man. But uh, but uh, yeah, like yeah, but 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 Raiz, Raiz is just hip hop embodied. No doubt. He come walking down the street. It's hot. Like Mo, this 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 man this man was a big reason for a lot of niggas falling out of school. <laughs> in a in a good what? Like the guy he's talking about. Like I said, uh, the guy who gave him my artist name. And it's some tongue and cheek shit, actually. You know what I'm saying? But. I say he was the reason why a lot of people failed out of school because you could wake up in the morning and this nigga was on the corner doing a cypher. It'd be 10 motherfuckers out there. You go to class, you come back, same 10 niggas is out there. Go to another class on the other side of the campus, come back, same 10 niggas out there. Okay, lunch comes. Now it might be 15 motherfuckers outside. You know what I'm saying? This is happening every day. Every day. I saw so many niggas, I mean, same corner. Eight in the morning. 10 at night. <laughs> wow. Every day. So many of them niggas fell out of school doing that shit. Bro, you even know? I can't rap that much. I feel I fell out doing some other shit. But yeah, me too. I fucked that all the way up. But yeah, you know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that's just who he was. Like, like, so like you know, he like he. The colors of his clothes, the beads, everything, medallions. You know what I mean? Like he he was like a walking incense stick. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he he just was that. So like, so like, afro. You know what I mean? Beard back in those days, like just who he was. The rayon shirt, button up. You know what I mean? Like, 
But but he was the guy who always started the cipher. Either he'd be rapping first or he'll beatbox or he'll rap and then everybody rap, then he'll be the beatbox and he'll just beatbox for everybody and not worry about whether or not he's rhyming. Or sometimes if somebody came up real dope, hey, I need somebody, I need somebody to take this beatbox over so I can, I want to spit too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like he, but he was just that, man. You know what I mean? Once in a life, love you, boy. Always, always. I actually got um my man E Hood, uh, rest in peace. My man E Hood sent me um all of all of the music we recorded in college, and the song we did. I got a song on there with uh, my man Hood, uh, his partner Detail, and Raiz, and like one. Of, I think Kyle Santillian, uh, who was who was going by Fiend back then, is on that record as well. Um, like that's yeah, man. Like it's crazy, crazy. Like we um when I think about it. And I think about how the fan, but you know, hey man, I'm gonna tell oh. y'all something. Oh, okay. It's the Luca Kyle Centillion. Boy, you're looking great out there. Yes. You're looking great. Yes. Word. Be balling. Hey man, I'm so proud of that dude, man. Like, and the funny shit is, you know what? I hate to see, I, and I'm not using this in no cliche, overused social media, hip hop music term. I hate to see, a hating ass old nigga. I hate to see that shit. When I say a hating ass old nigga, I'm talking about any nigga 35 and up. That's got other niggas that's that's in that's from their class. They came up together, they ran in the same circles together, and they niggas just so happened to, to make it where they was going. Mm-hmm. And instead of celebrating them, you like, oh man, you know this nigga. What? Shut the fuck up, man. Hey, on the real, you got the same 24 hours of your day everybody else got. Y'all wasn't doing the same thing. If you ain't stay up with this nigga and y'all wasn't building together, if you wasn't with him shooting in the gym, you can't be mad you throwing bricks, nigga. Look, I'm proud of all my dudes and I don't have no problem telling them that on a public platform, on a social media, I don't give a fuck because they're my people and I love to see my people succeed where they put they where they planted their fucking flag at. So when I see E do anything, boom, hey, bro. Mojo, hey, <laughs> John Black, anybody that's my people, I'm right there to celebrate them. I hate to see a motherfucker that can't clap their hands for a nigga. You know what I'm saying? That they know would do it for them. They know, and that, and and on some real shit, a motherfucker, a, a, a person who's a hating ass old nigga would ask me, "Well, Kyle Santillian on the radio, and that's your man. Why he ain't playing your music?" That's what that's what a hating ass nigga would say. And you know what my response is? Check this out, bro. I've been on the radio and I didn't play my music. <laughs> I don't make radio music. Especially not the kind of radio that he Think about right. what you're saying. Think about what you're saying. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> not, not only not only but uneducated. Because they yeah. still say the difference of why why it wouldn't get played. You know what I'm saying? Like some some motherfuckers ain't hating, they just don't know no better. And, and that should be funny to me. Like, how you don't know? Like the kind of music you listen to ain't on there. Like, how you ain't noticed that? <laughs> but still, big up to Kyle Centillion, boy, we happy for you. And like, you know, we we saw you from, from, from Winston to 102 to going the way you went. Then you went to Chicago and did it big. And now you're in Atlanta with, with L'Oreal. I think she's cute. I love it. How at me. Oh. <laughs> Every time I hear the word Maracas, I think of Look. <laughs> I don't know what it is about that little raspy fucking double voice bitch. I like I like her. 
Oh man, that's fire. That's fine. Yeah, Kyle, man. Probably, man. I think she's funny. Uh, a bit Kyle. Oh, yeah, but yeah, Kyle and Lori, y'all got that 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 morning show. I think it's a morning show in Atlanta. Oh, you know man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mistake. Yeah. Man, that dude, man. Yeah, watching him come up. Tap money, salute to you. Um, all, all, of my, all my people, man. All my I don't people. know what Lori is. is the girl that uh, supposedly got curved by Michael B. Jordan on the red carpet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt. Yeah. All right, <laughs> I saw. I saw. The, I saw the. I saw the. I saw the video though. And it, I mean, it was. It, it ain't really come off like he. I don't feel like he smoked that. Like I felt like he kind of looked like a sucker the way he did it. But like you know what I'm saying. I mean, well, I understand I, his point, but I mean, like, and well, like the way it looks wasn't good. I I I think that might have got painted to be more than what it is. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because that could have that could have been the truth. You know what I'm saying? He could have actually meant that or whatever the fuck. Either way, he didn't really go in on... I, see, I, I don't think he looked like a sucker in the moment. You know, to me, it looked like a flirt. I can see, see that, too. I can see that, too. Know? I mean, like, to me, it looked like a flirt. Like, at the same time, like, I'm going to tell you what you said. Like, no, you said it. You said I was corny, right? You said I was corny. Remember that? Remember that? You said I was corny. But it's still like a flirt to me. You know what I mean? Uh, like, I, you know what I mean? I, you know, to me, niggas be, be, it ain't, I don't even mean you by that, but I, th I think a lot of niggas was just like what they would do in the situation in, in, in comparison to what he would do. And they think he did it like in a, in a, in a soft way sometimes. I'm like, what was he supposed to do? Bitch, you remember when you said, you're long, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Was he supposed to do that shit? <laughs> when you said that shit, I can't help what my name is. My name is Michael Jordan, bitch. Like, what the fuck? Like, he can't. So, yeah, yeah. That's... You remember, remember when you called? Remember when you called me corny? Now look at me. Oh, now corny and rich. Yeah, okay. yeah. And if you say the wrong thing, you know, what I'm saying you're gonna get this room cake. You know, or if you say the wrong thing, it could be. Yo, that shit on Head of State was hilarious. Dude. I don't give a fuck. That shit and Dictator with Ali Dean was like, I love both of those. Like, that, that shit is wild. You know, but is, so, yeah. you, look, you look like a good time. Oh, man. <laughs> Yo, that's, that's, uh, I, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking dead, yo. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, uh, Rand, salute. Crazy man, that good. It's crazy. On the real, I, I I be thinking about this a lot when I see um when I see uh first of all I hate lists. I hate lists with a passion. I don't like lists, and the reason I don't like lists is because lists are usually um whoever's making the list is nine times out of ten either a victim of the moment or or the victim of a moment, and the list will reflect that. And then it causes out a selective outrage, something that you have no reason to be upset about at all, causes selective outrage for people to have blown out uh, exaggerated conversations about. It. And it's like, oh, but so-and-so is the best ever. That's your opinion. That don't mean that this person's list has to reflect what you think. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's not saying anything in regards to what you were saying about Rand earlier. I'm just saying in general, I hate it when, I hate it when they do it and put it out to the public and then the conversation goes crazy. You know what I'm saying? The conversation goes crazy about something that's subjective in the first place. Hence mm. the reason why there's no, uh, whenever somebody's like, who's the GOAT? You can't give anybody a clear answer on that. 
You can't. I don't give a fuck what your reasoning is for choosing who you chose to be the GOAT. That's your choice. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, at the end of the day, somebody disagrees with you. And they have just as many valid reasons for the person that they're voting for. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm just saying, like, it's crazy to me. And I see, when I see the response to lists, and I, I've caught myself at times responding to certain lists that come from certain people about certain things. And it's it depends on the person and the nature of the list. Um, Billboard making a list of the best underground or independent rappers would have no weight with me. I wouldn't give a fuck about that list. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't specialize in this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You specialize in something else. Um, this, for somebody like Raw Side Hip Hop to do it would make more sense to me. You know what I'm saying? I would I would look at that that uh, that list with more of an object, objective eye. You know what I'm saying? And be like, oh. Okay, and and I'm weighing where you're placing these people. I'm not that I'm weighing it to disagree with it. I I respect your opinion because I I know what you like. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I don't. That shit bothers me, man. Because in, inevitably somebody's not going to be on the list that a large number of people think should be. Inevitably, it's going to happen every single time, and when it does. Then it becomes this whole pushback against the person who made the list. When in all actuality, they don't value, they just don't value that artist as much as you. What? Okay, so you just said what I was about to say, like, because like even, because me, I wouldn't even be discussing this list shit if you hadn't brought it up. I think this shit trash. But absolutely. <laughs> but but the reason why I think it's trash though is because unfortunately you have to take into the into account what the list maker doesn't like. Right. Right. You know, like, like I, that, that's why to me that list shit is stupid because again, we already, yeah, we're going off opinion this on the album, but you know, you know, it's hard for people to be objective. It's just hard. You know what I mean? So, cause like, like in, in my, in my brain, no artist has done anything well, not anything, wrong, wrong word, has done the number of things that Jay-Z has done to solidify himself as GOAT, in my opinion. But again, a lot of people will sit there and say that he's not because they just don't like him or don't like his music. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you don't know him, you like the music, that's subjective. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, I get that. But you got so many people who can't actually sit back and say, well, you know, I don't personally care for it, but that is some top tier rapping. He did do this in the song. What You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like he did get this many, this many people galvanized behind him. You know, like to, to me, it's a lot of factors that go into it that a lot of people throw out so that they, they can include their favorite. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, so like, so like, the fact that they don't like certain people to me fucks up the list. I well, you know, and I, that's you know what I'm glad you said that because I think that that's the biggest problem with that whole conversation about goat or any of that. The whole the biggest thing is what is your criteria that you're judging this on? Because if our criteria aren't the same, then nine times out of nine times out of ten, our answer is not going to be the same. And therefore, if we're not judging it on the, by the same merit then there's really no reason for us to have this conversation. I can only have this conversation objectively with somebody who uh, utilizes the exact same criteria or at least close to it that I do. And maybe there's something that they add and I don't or I had and they don't that we can agree is a valid point. And now we include that in the conversation. 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I feel yeah. like the only way that you can really make somebody, I don't know, the GOAT is if there wasn't room for anyone else to get in that spot. Right. 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 But because this is ever changing, you can't do that. So it's never really going to, I don't know, end. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's not as long as people got opinions, it's not gonna end. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's not gonna end. Motherfuckers go always say the punisher. <laughs> <laughs> and as, as generations change and generations change, like our, even our opinion that we're stating right now um, is going to be lost in the sauce as time evolves. And now yeah. there's a whole nother... Hmm? I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, this made me think about something. Go ahead. Yeah, but I'm just saying that at a point it's going to be lost in the sauce and there's, there's going to be some other generation that comes after us who's, whose goat conversation becomes the pervasive conversation. And now the people who we're talking about are down the list somewhere you know what i'm saying because these people have gone way past all that now um and not that they are going to be superior in regards to the execution of the craft you know what i'm saying not that that's the case but there's just other things that will have to be considered at that point and a, a, a different generation of artists that are going to speak to those people that who we fuck with don't speak to um right right <laughs> so Interesting conversation I was having last night with uh with, with my man Justin. And uh I was I was telling him, like it's like Justin Hunt, I sit down a lot with him, with him a lot, and we just argue about hip hop. Just different perspectives. We just argue about it. And it and, and to me, Justin is more about you want to argue all the fucking time. I don't give a fuck to argue. Like I hate that shit. But um I brought up how many, like, you know, you know, like hip hop has so many genres and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's impossible for you to be up on every piece unless you just have no life other than a couple. Right? Jazzy Joe. <laughs> so, like, I was surprised to know that there's such a big white MC, white underground MC chamber. And they all know each other. We don't know about them. They may not know about us, but they are, they got their own pocket and they all nice as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Um, whether or not they love Eminem or not, I'm, and like, I'm not trying to make this a, like that kind of conversation, but like, what one thing I noticed about about a lot of them is they have similar techniques of rhyme style, mm. you know, and I, I think it comes from a certain thing. Now, the only reason why I'm bringing that up is because we talk about goats again, you know, what I'm saying what people prefer, like what you relate to, like all of that shit is wrapped wrapped up into who your goat is, you know. Yeah. But you got these different pockets of people who drew from this kind of hip hop, who drew from that kind of hip hop. Now they're over here, and we do this, and we're the shit with how we do this. You know what I'm saying? Like you put us on stage side by side by side, it's gonna be a dope show. But like you know, generally our crowds would never mix. All I'm saying is, to me, that is where you see the subjectivity in this all all of this shit. It's like how can you say that there is a goat when okay, for instance, like LL Cool J introduced the term in the hip hop. 
You know what I'm saying? With an album and everything. You right. know, you, you can run down his accolades as an artist and as an MC from the battles to the fashion, you know, to the girl records. Like, you know, LL really introduced the girl record and actually made it a thing to where he has a huge female fan base. You know, what even even cannabis tried to use that against them as a diss. Ninety nine percent of your fans wear high heels, as if that's a bad thing. But what cannabis was doing was saying like, you're not hip hop no more. You're you're over there. You're commercial. Now I'm bringing up LL in the go conversation only because again, like I say, he coined that term. But one thing I noticed about LL, people didn't really emulate how he rapped. You know, like as a whole. Now maybe that might have been part of the moment where people like, you know what I'm saying, was definitely not biting. But motherfuckers as a whole didn't necessarily really try to rap like LL. Jay-Z came out, motherfuckers tried to rap like him. So people tried to rap like him so much, motherfuckers was actually sounding like him and getting deals. Cause they sounded like him. Ali Vegas sounded like him. At a point. You know, Ali Vegas always got the Nas comparisons. Like but yeah, yeah, yeah. what, 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 I'm just I'm just saying like he always got the bigger Nas comparison. So like so like even bringing a Nas into it, like you know what I'm saying, like niggas was out there trying to rap like Nas, motherfuckers was trying to look like him. You know? So, <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So even with this white MC chamber I'm talking about, you know, like if we if we I'm definitely fishbowling it by saying, you know, Eminem was probably their goat. But why wouldn't he be? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, why wouldn't he be? Like, I don't think that's a bad thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, like you, you, you have you have your Rocky Balboa. Rocky was a motherfucker. Thanks. You know what I'm saying? So like I I, I see the emulation in the rhyme style, like, like so many syllables to sound the same within the bar. The okay. word, you know what I'm saying? You might not, you might not dress like him. He didn't really give you too much other of his life for you to even emulate other than the fact that you know he was on drugs and got off of him. You know what I'm saying? But he didn't really come out as a fashion icon. He didn't he didn't show you that. But he gave you a way to rap. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. It, it's, it's just people take from pieces of hip hop and create themselves. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. And, and I think I think that the people they take from is their goat. So like, you know what I'm saying? So it's all gonna be subjective. Like it, like it can't, it can't be, it can't be one. I'm glad you, I'm glad you went there where you went with that. Cause um, I seen something the other day and I was like, what? Let me, let me check this out. So uh, Melly Mel did an interview and was asked why Eminem was not in his, you know, tops or whatever. And he was like, because he's a white boy. <laughs> that's I what think he said. Funny, but, but at least you're honest. But that's what he said. I mean, I mean that's basically what it was. I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't watch. I'm, I'm asking. I didn't watch. I mean, it, that was the, uh, he said it, but then he he went on to, you know, expound. But it, it basically pointed back to, yeah, I, I said what I said. He's not in my top five because he's a white boy. Mm. And, and so, you know, that is what it is. But, you know, and he's, he's, he's Melly Mel. You are entitled to your opinion. It is what it is. You're a grown ass man. 
And of course, we know that game had uh had a whole black slim shady thing, and uh, I still haven't been able to wrap my mind around that. But yeah. I thought it was dope. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, we had that conversation. I just kind of, yeah, yo, I thought that was dope. I, I mean, everybody' opinion it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? But for the same reason, y'all don't like it is why I like it. I can dig it. Yeah, I yeah, I, I was just like, man, okay, whatever. Um, but so Eminem was on a record with a guy named Easy New. And I'm gonna be completely honest in this moment. Um, I, I clicked on something on YouTube where they were talking about it, and I thought they were gonna play it, and they didn't. They were just talking about it. And so I clicked on something else they were just talking about. It. I was like, man, fuck, I wanna hear this shit. I wanna hear you talk about it. So I looked in the description, found the name of the record, went on Spotify and pulled it up. Um, Easy Mill got the feature from Eminem. Um, God knows how much that might have cost him, but uh, I apologize, Easy Mill. I, I have no idea what your verse sounds like. I skipped right over it. Um, I, I, I really recall, I, I want to say, I think Justin told me he he's a new Shady signee. Oh, he's on Shady. Okay. Okay. I didn't even check into that one. Yeah. yeah. Like, I didn't give a fuck about Easy Mill. I'm going to just be honest. I, whatever. <laughs> That's literally the only reason why I know his name is because of all the ads saying that he got signed to to Shady. Oh, well, oh okay. yeah, I never, never, seen never heard his music. Well, I still haven't heard his music. I heard Eminem on his song because I skipped right over him um, and went straight to the embers. And uh, somebody in uh, I'm not even going to say where I seen it. Huh? Uh, teach them well and let them lead the way. So all the beauty, my fault. What? <laughs> Move, little boy. <laughs> Move, little boy. Fuck. No, stop looking at that shit. Give me the guy, no dope already. Come on. Yeah. Um, I'm so, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got my stand on for real. Stanley. <laughs> but I'm popped on. Older generation. I went to the M shit. And okay, so I had seen a statement made by somebody like, yo, did he just call Melly Mel boy? And I was like, okay, look, first of all, I ain't even heard this yet. And I can already tell you that what you said is stupid. I can already tell you that much. I know that already. You're a fucking idiot. And I know it. And I'm approving. Worse than the day. This worse than day. Feel me? So I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> fucking idiots. I'm like, yo, let me go listen to this fucking verse. So the, the, the verse starts, and I will say it right here, right now. I don't care who anywhere disagree. He absolutely, positively threw the ball up in the air and then smacked that motherfucker from Detroit to Los Angeles somewhere. Like, what the fuck? He went crazy. Body. He, <laughs> Jesus Christ, he went crazy. So he's going, and um, and where he says boy, it's an express, it's like boy. You know what I'm saying? He's not calling anybody a boy, it's just the expression, boy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Boy, this oh, one's a different oh boy. Yeah, like oh boy, yeah, exactly. And I'm like, how did you even put it together that he was saying? <laughs> this is why I say people who had there's a there's a there's a certain part of the society, part part of the society, and even people who listen to hip hop who actually know how to decode lyrics. There's a science to it. If you don't, and if you don't understand that, you can very easily mistake something like that 
for some. No, actually, that one wasn't easy. That one was a reach. Like that was a reach. Like I, that was a Reed Richards reach. Like on everything. How do you even get that? But either way, he literally smacked Melly Mel. I understand, respect, dude, bro. But shut up. You know what I'm saying? And as far as the game, shut up. Get out of here. Um, and he told him. Um, uh, him and Lord Jamar both. He was like, y'all talking about my music playing in the club and the only reason you're saying anything about the club is because you're still performing. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, uh, kick him in the nuts, why don't you? But yeah, uh, I'm going to say the same thing I said to start with. Okay, game, you got what you wanted now. He said something back. Let's go. <laughs> and don't do that shit again. Show me what you really want. Um, you got what you wanted. There you go. Um, I, 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 Speaking I, of beef, though, I think I think I think what Game did was dope, and I don't think nah, Game. I'm not gonna do that. I don't want to talk about that because they playing this shit kind of stupid. It used to be real quick turnarounds and beefs in hip hop. Now niggas taking like months and months and months to say anything. <laughs> like, I'm like, well, I mean, y'all ain't doing this right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, <laughs> Yo, yes, it sounds crazy. So is it just me? No, I'm not saying nothing. I'm making oh, a note. I, <laughs> I think what you just said is crazy. That's what I'm like, mm, I don't know about that, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Responses wasn't fast. They only got faster as technology sped up, but everybody don't adhere to that. I guess. Well, I mean, like, yeah. I feel you. Yeah, I, I feel, I feel, we, okay. When I'm talking about used to be, I don't mean like 90s used to be. I mean, there was, there's been a period in the 2020s era where they niggas was firing off, you know what I'm saying? Um, it, now, mind you, it wasn't the big dogs firing off. So we got, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, niggas, and I niggas, mean, all of this shit y'all doing and all this. Huh? Huh? Niggas with time and idle hands do the devil's work. So they got time to sit around and do that shit. These big dogs, hey, bro, I ain't got time. I get to you when I get to you. I can dig it. I don't know. <laughs> I, and plus, I'm speaking. I'm speaking from a very private place as an MC too. Like, if you if you yeah. take a shot at me, I'm coming. So, so, right. You know what I'm saying? But you know, again, like you said, like you go entertain every arrow that's coming from the bottom of the mountain at you. Not every. Nah. I, I get. I get to you. You know what I'm saying? So, so again, like. If we just even going on the game Eminem shit, you didn't even like the game response. What game did? So why why should Eminem respond quickly? Especially if the majority of people didn't like it. Why should he respond quickly? Oh yeah, now, okay. I get to it when I get to it. If I get to it, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I get that, and I, and I'm, that's pretty much the way Drake played Joe Button too. So I mean, it was kind of like eh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I mean, but, but I don't think Drake wanted no part of that either. He he didn't want it with Joe. So right. he was able to play it off like eh, right. because it's him, you know what I'm saying? So right. Drake didn't want that problem. Hell no. Drake didn't Man. want that problem. Look, and, and truth be told, I feel like Eminem didn't want that game problem. You know what I'm saying? Like again, like game get a whole lot of backlash and shit. You know what I'm saying? But again, the nigga came out in your whole style. Like he, yeah. he I mean, he basically pulled the B rabbit on B rabbit. That probably would have been more impressive to me. Like that, that's one of the things that uh, one of the big things in Games Bag though. When he does a feature with people, a lot of times he adopts their style and raps like them. Well, yeah, um, yeah. So, right. That's his thing. Uh, that's his thing. So I mean, to a degree, it didn't surprise me to hear it at all. Um, exactly. 
Exactly. It's, it's just, you know, again, like the tongue, like to me, like it's the tongue in cheek. I'm, I'm fucking with you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, and I'm a rap like you, just to show people that what you do really ain't, ain't that hard to do. You know what I'm saying? So like, I, I like the attempt in it. Like, I like the creativity in it. Like, you know, motherfucker, the man, wait till the rap, like, why not? Like, you just said, that's what he does. He raps like people. You know? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's why I thought it was dope. You know what I mean? Like, motherfuckers, oh, it was too long. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know? I mean, I don't mind it being long. I mean, shit, I like, uh, I, you know, I, I'm a nigga that love rap. So like, shit, keep going, nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, keep going. If you're killing it, keep going. But, yeah. um, but, but then that goes back to the whole black thought thing, like you know what I'm saying. Um, so I don't know. I, I yeah, I, I I'm glad that he fired back. I, I hope that if they're gonna do this, like this is just me, and I and I get it. Y'all are y'all are busy, important people with a lot of money. But um, yeah, if you're gonna do it, do it. Just go ahead and do it. Like don't fuck around with it. Do it for real. Like we need it. We need yeah, it. Like- like, like to me, to me, to me, I feel like this this was a strategy by him to like let me let that shit die down, and I'm gonna get to it when I get to it. So all the attention is on me; it's not on both of us. No doubt. That's yeah, what I'm like I hear that, like you know, but strategy. Fuck this shit is a chess game. Like it ain't just about the rap. You know what I'm saying? Like that's why I feel like what game did was dope. It's just like let me let me take your arsenal from you and try to use it against you. You know what I'm saying? It just fell short to people's ears. You know. I mean, I, I I gave it a few listens. I was just like, after like number three, I was just like, yeah, this ain't it. I mean, it's cool. I guess it's cool, but I think I, this just ain't it for me. Yeah, like I said, for every, for everything that you don't like about it is what I like. No doubt, I can dig. Man, I just like I'm glad to see motherfuckers in hip hop, um, like rap beefing again. Like I like that shit. I don't I don't want motherfuckers getting beat up, and shot, and all that shit. But if y'all gonna rock, if y'all gonna get busy on the mic. I'm cool with that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Don't let it overwhelm everything else. Keep doing your thing. But like, a little sparring here and there is good. Especially especially among among those who are considered, you know what I'm saying, top, top tier. That's why I, I, I love the Nas and Jay-Z thing, especially because it never boiled over. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it was all lyrically sparring. And that's what it was about the entire time, really. You know what I'm saying? Well, not all of it, but at a point, it became about, yo, I, I'm better than you. You know what I'm saying? No, you're not. I'm better than you. You know what I'm saying? Of course, there's other things behind the, behind the scenes, but like at the end of the day, what it boiled down to for us was the rock, was rapping, was the music, and everything that surrounded that. So yeah, I like I like that shit. I like to see it. I, I like to like to see motherfuckers be creative. And the one the one um, thing I've had against battle rap at points, um, I like really creative battle rappers. And I think at times certain battles sound like I'm trying to find the most creative way to say that I can shoot you with this gun that I have and kill you um, repeatedly. I'm going to say something about it every four bars or every six bars, but I have to be really cool about how I say it. And I'm like, dog, how many different ways you going to tell this nigga you're going to kill him? And it's cool that you got that you're able to use them words in that way. But that's all you've been saying this whole time. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's, that's what it, a, a lot of it. Yeah. A lot of it is that. You know what I'm saying? You know, it, 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 it's 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 all I think we focus on that. It, Cause it's not like rap music hasn't always been that. Well not always, but like you know, so like a lot of it has been that. 
Right. A lot of the more popular rap has been that. So why wouldn't those same tropes come through in battle rap and be more appreciated? You know what I'm saying? Like, like I'm glad that exists. Right. In the way that it exists. So that when somebody comes with a different angle in a battle, that angle is appreciated more because it feels like it was more thought taken. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, not even, I'm not even, I'm not even gonna bring up Lux and Calico. That's just, that's just old, but like, that's a blueprint of what I'm talking about. Like, for instance, like, um, I just saw this battle. I just saw this battle. It came across my timeline. Um, it was uh, Marv One and Quest McCody versus, uh, versus, uh, Geechee Gotti and some blood nigga I had never heard of before. I had never heard of this blood dude. But the blood dude is apparently some kind of educated blood. You know what I'm saying? Okay. You know, but, you know, all of the street niggas in battle rap always take the I'm super street and you're not angle. And that's what Geechee Gotti does. Right. So I found it very entertaining and creative when Marv and Quest flipped his crip shit on him. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause Geechee's always, you know, nigga, you're the bitch. And then he goes into, you know, he goes into his stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like he goes into it and, and he basically tells you like what, what again, what his life was like shooting a nigga, going in and out of court, beating up niggas, this, that, the other. And these niggas clowned him for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I said, Geechee got his contact is use a bitch. So they walked up in his face and said, use a crit. <laughs> you, don't, you won't even take your kid to Red Robin for lunch. Use a crit. You won't even drink strawberry punch. Use a crit. Like just kept. They smoke that shit. Yeah, yeah, you know, so that, that type of shit. You know what I'm saying? So like I, I like to see that. You know what I mean? Um, you know, that that's just that's just fine when motherfuckers can do that. You know what I mean? Like just okay, I'm gonna take this whole other angle and clown that street shit you're doing. Yes. You know, some because it's crazy because some of my favorite battle rappers, especially early on, like not early on, but like um in the in the last probably, I don't know, 10 years or so, like most of them. Our niggas that, that do use a, a, a large quantity of gun bars, you know what I'm saying? But like, um, like Rum Nitty to me is one of those guys that use a lot of gun bars, but he's he the way he does it is so crazy. Uh, like I continue to be entertained by him for some reason. I'm like, yo, this motherfucker's crazy. Um, you know, but by but by the same token, as time has progressed, I you know who I've gained a greater appreciation for as time is going on. Um. I got a greater appreciation for John John the Don now than I used to. Um, and I also have a greater appreciation for Loaded Lux now than I used to. And it's because I see now something that I didn't recognize at a point. Um, there's been times I've seen Loaded Lux, uh, it appeared that he lost to the people that were there. You know what I'm saying? And those same people came back on the comments in the on the video a week later and was like, yo, wait a minute, I missed it. He won, clearly. And I'm like, hmm, that, that's what I like. 
Like you know who I, I you know who else I, I like JC. I like his I like his lyricism. I think he's a I I, I don't believe him, but I think he raps really well. <laughs> you know, I don't believe him, but I think he raps really well. So um I love I'm, I just love bars, man. I love to hear people who can take words and make them do what they want them to do, as opposed to what they usually do. Um, so that's why I fuck with battle rap really heavy. And my my couple of forays into the present format of battle rap uh, have varying levels of success, um, simply because of my lack of preparation, because I didn't know what they put into it. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't know these motherfuckers was at home the entire time from the time we said, "Yeah, we're gonna battle." The entire time, that's all they're doing is preparing for this battle. And all, I'm just out living my life, doing my motherfucking thing. Like, I'm, I'm like, eh, yeah, I got a battle coming up. I don't give a fuck about that shit. Like, you I didn't realize? You didn't huh? realize? I, I didn't know what I was, I didn't know what I was getting into. I had no idea. Wow. Um, they basically tell you this shit in the battles. Well, yeah, but the whole thing was because of the way it came to me, especially the first one. The way, it, the way it came to me and the way it was presented to me, I thought it was going to be a battle like what I was used to doing. You know what I'm saying? I'm used to just, hey, we show up, boom, boom, I rap, you rap, you rap, whatever. And I just rap better than you today, then I win. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, but there's no preparation involved. And it's usually just straight off the head. So I went to Raleigh, to City Live, to battle Kenny, to battle Kenny MacGyver with nothing written. It was all freestyle. Um, you know what I'm saying? No doubt. Uh, Mojo, I know we got a bust a move here. Um, I'm gonna be heading out here just a bit of myself because I know we got a meeting we got to get to. Um, I see you soon, bro. I mean, if you gonna stay on, then uh, I don't know. It's up to you. Whatever you want to do, it don't matter. I mean, I was just trying to cut out because I gotta, I gotta get ready for the day. No doubt. Do you think? Yeah. I right. see you soon, bro. Proud. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> but yeah, man. So you know, um. I don't know. What the fuck was I saying? <laughs> you was talking about how how you like what you didn't do to prepare for the oh, battle. Oh yeah, no doubt. But I mean, but I mean, but like we, we pretty much understand that that's what it is that you walked in there doing. I'm just I'm just saying like I'm surprised that that as listening to battle rap that you didn't consider that that's what they're doing because like I say like they rap about that. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Well, see, I didn't I didn't watch a ton of battle rap at the time because I had a. I didn't really have time, you know what I'm saying? So it was just like, okay, I, I'll catch what I can catch. Um, and I, I really dug it, but it was just like, I don't really have the time to dive in like I want to. Um, and I really kind of got into battle rap after these couple of experiences and wanted to, to, study, to you know, study the culture more of exactly what was going on across the whole spectrum as opposed to just a couple of people that I would check for. Um, and, but as I walked into those rooms and realizing these guys have been at home studying me, like, he he knows things about he knows some shit that he probably shouldn't know. Like I you know, so well not necessarily, but like how you know that? Like, and why is that coming up right now? Yeah. <laughs> See what I'm saying? So uh yeah, I got that's why I have a um I have a higher degree of respect, especially uh, somebody like JC who battles so much. And it's like, damn, you really have the time to study all these people like that much, or do you just have that many verses that you can just go into any battle with any person and you got something that you know that you can spit against them um i don't know man it's crazy it's crazy to me like the the, the degree that some of them battle at and the, the length of the rounds like they rap the equivalent of three sixteens. like a 16 is basically a minute so you know three minute rounds you just rap three sixteens, a, a whole record <laughs> you know what i'm saying you have to memorize that whole shit spit it at this nigga perform and all of that like yeah okay 
right. more power to him, man. Like I, I don't, I don't think I can actively participate in that now. Um, I just don't have that. I just don't got it in me right now. I don't want to do that. So, yeah, but more, more, no, no respect to the ones that get busy with it, man. Because I, I love to see people who are really creative do battle rap. Yeah, I don't want to battle nobody. That shit just don't seem fun. <laughs> you mean like in a, on in the battle rap format, or just period? Like, not, like again, like all of it. Like again, like the whole shit. Like you got to sit there and look niggas up, pay niggas to find out shit, and all that. Uh, that shit ain't fun to me. That, that just don't seem fun to me. Awesome. So what if what if you was at a um okay a scenario? What if you would say say you had a show, you did you did your thing, boom, boom, boom. You go outside after the show, and there's a, and there's somebody out there that's you know saying, I, I, I want I put money up, I'm doper than you, you know what I'm saying, and I want to battle you right now. What, what do you say to that? We I'm gonna have to hear what these rules are. Cause you just heard me on stage for like however long you just heard me. No doubt. I don't know who the fuck. No doubt, no doubt. <laughs> what's the criteria? What's the blue, what's the blueprint here? How we doing? It? I don't get the point. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, like you want you want to put some money up to beat me, but like I don't even know who the fuck you are. Like, so you already put me at a disadvantage. That part. Like, why would I even take that? I don't care how much money it is. Why would I? Again, it depends on what it's for. You know. You know. I- Enough money, fuck it. Let's see. I might, my probably, I might just beat you. Like, who the fuck knows? Like, I, I don't know. Again, like, I don't get into that shit. Like, I don't care to freestyle with niggas all day. That shit ain't fun. I ain't standing in no cypress with niggas. <laughs> Not doing that. Like, again, I just, I just told, I just told you at the beginning of this shit with this nigga. Why I had people doing niggas a cypress all day, every day. Oh yeah, nah. I got to Done with it, like like that. That muscle is 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 over and done with. I'm cool. I'm I'd, I'd rather just you know make me songs, man. Like that. That's what it is for me. I don't give a fuck who better. You know what's wild? It always, it never ceases. It never, and I, I guess that that is the beauty of uh, hip hop, and, and especially the, the the craft of MC and us being able to uh, pick that up and and grow as we grew as people and we grew as artists and. Uh, I think there's certain there's certain aspects of of the MC whole craft thing that is going that are going to forever be there. Like you're probably always going to do certain things that you do as an MC, even if it's not writing a song. Like certain things that you do when you're writing a song will always be a part of what you do. Um, and for me, it's the other side of it. You know what I'm saying? Like whereas, I think there's okay. Okay, I'll put it this way. I think there are certain things that certain people are really really good at, and other things that other people are really good at and sometimes they're able to cross those and and help each other be stronger in the areas where they're weak you know what i'm saying sometimes those things can't cross though because of exactly what you just said once you get to the point where the the, the you say the muscle is out of practice the muscle's weak at this point you know what i'm saying the the muscle has atrophy if you found another muscle that satisfies that same element without it having to be that, why would you, why would you? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> why would yeah. you? Yeah. Like, and, and like I said, like this, this whole shit's subjective anyway, so I don't give a fuck. I don't, I don't feel the need to, to use my energy to prove myself to everybody that I'm better. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, right, you know what I'm saying? Like whatever the criteria is, I could beat you in every category. It's still gonna be somebody that said, nope, you lost. Okay, cool. So like I'm not, you know, I'm I'm not that approval gene, I don't care about no more. Like in that aspect. You know what I'm saying? Like I care, I care about it in other ways, you know what I'm saying? But just not battle out. Give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Again, it's dope to watch. I think that shit is amazing. You know what I'm saying? Like I think it's dope. Just the way words are played with and, and the angles and shit. Like I think that's fire. But so far as battling people, like, nah, I don't care. I feel you. I feel like um I was talking when I was talking to Seed on sidebars, like that's he's when he, when he said what he said, I was like, yeah, pretty much. I'm pretty much the same way. I wish you would say my motherfucking name on the song. You better not do it. But then again, if you, if if it's the if it's the if depending on who say it, still even in that sense, because if if I don't know who you are and it and it ain't got no traction, why would I give a fuck? I don't care. You know, so I'm not gonna give you no shine by responding to some shit. Don't ain't nobody heard. But if you somebody that you know, maybe maybe motherfuckers heard that. You know what I'm saying? And people talking about it. Okay. All right, then that's what if that's what we're doing, then that's what we're doing. But um, said my name in time when it didn't matter. Say my name on the record. This is not going to end how you think it's going to end. Exactly. I mean, exactly. my point is like, cause I don't go around here talking about people. I don't go around here fucking them, fucking with people. I ain't say your name in a song. I probably didn't even say nothing about you with no song. So why are you saying my name? Okay. All right. And you know, like that ain't that ain't no tough guy shit. It's just like the fuck, nigga, like. We gonna have a conversation about that. Absolutely. We gonna have a conversation. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Man. So, yeah. And I probably joke about the whole shit too. You know what I'm saying? The end of it, just like, bro, like, why the fuck? Why? What I do to you? And the moment you tell me it's rap, like, okay. All right. Cool. The moment you tell me something else, like, oh, now I gotta respond to that. It's never gonna be about the rap. Oh yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel that's why, that's why I feel like how I feel. That's why, like, even that goofy shit that happened. Oh yeah, no doubt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, no conversation is about you. Get over that shit, bro. Like, yeah, you're stop playing with yourself. Let's <laughs> if you're the aggressor. That's the whole shit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You know, stand on your shit or, or just let that shit go. Then the only options you got. I ain't, the only, ain't, I ain't into it. And if you ain't got nothing to stand on, then let that shit go is really the only option you got. Really? Really? That's really the only option you got. You know, like, like again, I get the sport of it, all of that. I used to play basketball. You won't catch me shooting a jumper. I can do it. I'm done. That, that's all. I'm just. I'm, I'm done with that. I feel it. Hey, and and I don't. I used to be like, man, what the fuck? Because uh, when me and Soup was on the road, like it would be some wild shit. Like we'd do a show. We both, you know, what I'm saying either both performed a hype man for him, and and, and then maybe did a song or two. And we've been up on stage for a while. You know what I'm saying? And Soup got asthma, so like you know what I'm saying? Like after a show, this nigga be wiped a lot of times. And he come outside after politicking with whoever he politicking with. And I'm outside ciphering with niggas. You know what I'm saying? And he like, yo, how the fuck? 
are you out here rapping with niggas? We just got off the stage. And I'm like, I'm not done rapping tonight, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's just, for me, it's a constant exercise. Like, I'm always rapping inside my head. You know what I'm saying? All the time. Like, even while we're doing the pod, back here in this corner, it's a verse being written. I just got to get my phone later and put it down. But like, that's just the way my brain works. You know what I mean? And I think since, since the moment that I realized, man, I really like doing this. Like, I really like the, the whole process of deciding on the point, the concept of the song, if there's going to be one, deciding on what the first word is, the, 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 deciding on how intricate this scheme is going to be in the midsection of this verse, because that's where I always hide it. You know what I'm saying? How intricate am I going to make it? Am I going to make it hard for him to catch it? Or do I just throw it straight down the pipe? But I love all of that. But even more than that, I love freestyling. Absolutely love it. You know what I'm saying? I didn't remember how much I love freestyling until I started going to Cypher Saturday in Portland. And the first couple of times, first couple of rounds, yeah, it was a coherent freestyle, but I wasn't really going. You know what I'm saying? And I could tell that I, that it was rusty. You know what I mean? So, you know, by the, by the third third round and I'm hearing these other people and some of them are kind of dope and, it, and it's kind of making me like dig deeper now. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm never going to be the freestyler I used to be. You know what I'm saying? Um, just because my brain, I've gotten older. You know what I'm saying? I've gotten older. I smoked a lot of weed. There's a lot of shit that's going on. Um, and my brain doesn't work the same as it did when I was 20. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be different now, but there's still... Just from the uh, just from who I am as an individual and as an artist, there's a degree of excellence there that can still be expressed through that through that format. You know what I'm saying? So I enjoy doing it. I still love to do it, but I, I I did realize that very recently I realized that I don't go out of my way to do it anymore like I used to. You know what I'm saying? If it's there and I'm you know here to participate, then cool, I hop in. But then if I'm here in the cipher and everybody ain't you know it's it's not, not to say fuck it. If everybody trash, I'm not I'm not getting in the cipher because I don't feel like getting in here shooting the club. Up. I'm cool. You know what I'm saying? Oh, cool. But yeah, I mean, that's just me, though. But mm -hmm. yeah, I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> and I said, like, I just got off stage. You were you on stage? Yeah, like, I rapped already. Like, were you on stage? You know, I've, I've contributed tonight for hip-hop. That's how I feel. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just it for me. <laughs> I ain't mad at it, not at all. I mean, yeah. and if I'm coming, and if I'm coming to a show, I'm coming to watch the show. That again, like you know, I know motherfuckers who will stand right. I mean, I actually use this shit as a bar, <laughs> but motherfuckers stand right in front of the stage and rapping their nigga ear. Oh yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying, like that. It's just like, why'd you come to the show? If you want to rap, go go rap. You know, and, and niggas will go rap outside. Like, why did you pay to come to the show to go rap outside? Yeah, I don't get that part. Like, if you're gonna catch me outside cyphering with niggas, it'll be at the end of the show. Like, if I came to the show, I'm gonna watch the show. You know what I'm saying? Unless something that I'm seeing on the stage causes me to go outside. Like, nine times out of 10, if I go outside when I'm at, the, at, at a show, whether I'm performing or not, it's because I don't like what I'm seeing. So I'm gonna go smoke now. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, it's like, just remind me to tell you off camera. Like I, I just I got a point about that. that I just realized. No doubt. I don't want to say it on camera because it's gonna sound fucked up. <laughs> hey, I, you know, okay. But it's, 
perfect sense. You like, you, like you're gonna get, you're gonna get it. Like it's, it's nothing derogatory, but when I say it, it's gonna sound fucked up. But it'll make, sense. it'll make sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, that fuck that fuck that. Nah, you, you got to separate yourself from from the people when it comes to that part of it. I, I feel. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. You know, you, you got to kind of show why there's a difference between. You have to show why you're on stage and they're not. No doubt. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? So, like, once I get off the stage and I start rapping with you, now it's like, what was the point of me being on stage? Hmm. Because in that person's mind, you know what I'm saying? Because in that person's mind, and not that they shouldn't feel that way, but I'm just saying just for the time being, like, for my show, I need a separatism. I need a separation, I mean. I feel it. I drink with you, I smoke, you know, I, I smoke with you, you know, I ain't passing nothing back and forth. I smoke with you, but I drink with you. You know what I mean? We give crack some jokes and shit, but so far as rapping and shit, like, no, nah, I'm not doing all of that with you. Like, I just got finished. As I, I, I'm done now. I'll listen to you. <laughs> nah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'll listen. I, I mean, like, but even then, I'm, I'm, it's, I'm, my brain is probably somewhere else other than that. Like, I'm not caught up in that part of the hip hop moment. You know what I mean? It's, it's a whole different scenario. You know what I mean? Like, I got merch for sale. I got to make sure somebody's not stealing it. I got to make sure I'm selling it. I got to, you know what I'm saying, try to, you know, still deal with the promoter because the promoter wants me to do something. Like, you know what I'm saying? It might be an artist there, like, yo, I want to get you on a record or whatever, producer. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's all type of other shit going on. Then I'm like, okay, I gotta stay in that mode. This is like, like how you said, like after the show, that's a perfect time. But you know, like even after the show, motherfuckers try to take your whole night. Oh yeah, you know? I ain't here to do that shit though. Like, I, yeah. I, we can go, we can go around, and I'm out of here, yo. <laughs> yeah, try to take your whole night. You know what I'm saying? It's like I, I, I can't even do that. Like I don't even have time. No doubt. I think, and I think it was a different. Um, I do feel slightly different about it now. And the reason why I'm, I'm a little more selective about when and where I do it is because I think the the thing that was occurring previously, um, like say say in the, the late 90s, you know, early 2000s, when we was doing shows and shit and, and th those things were taking place. Um, I think there was a, there was a point where the, the people who you ended up, you know, being in a cypher with, it may have been one other guy that was on the show with you. And then like maybe two or three people that was in the crowd. And but when y'all get ready to part company, they like, man, thank you so much for taking the time to, you know, to cypher with us. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? It, it was a, it was an appreciation. And um, I think that, I think all of these things are tied together. What you said earlier about technology, making things easier. Um, I think a lot of the dynamic in the entirety of the culture of hip hop has changed because of technology. Um, Oh yeah, let's go. Let's go. You know, I think yeah. that um, a it made it easier for artists to make 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 music and put it out. So now there's more artists. Um, I think that there's a um, but also I think social media has made it has made the community smaller. So now the the people and the artists feel closer together. You know what I'm saying? So now if I freestyle with you after the show, instead of it, instead of it being I appreciate it and thank you for taking the time to rap with me, it's like oh this nigga ain't no better than me. Like we we the same. And granted, we're both people and we are the same, but you paid for a ticket to come here. I got paid to come here. We are not the same. You know what I'm saying? And that's not on no cocky shit. That's not on no... That, and if anybody takes that wrong, I apologize if you took it badly. But the reality of the matter is, that's the fact. So right. yeah, I understand exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Like like that. that's the separation part. Like, like I, I choose to keep it. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, because the other part of it just ain't 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 fun to me like it used to be. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's like the it's like the dunker who just shoots fadeaways now. It's like, no, that's a lot of energy. Let me shoot this fadeaway. But like, I'm glad what, I'm glad you said what you said. Um, so far as like how the the internet has made the community smaller. Cause that was a big argument me and Justin had last night. Cause he disagrees. He disagrees. Um, I'm talking about Justin Hunt, the company man. That's who. That's who it was. So like you know, he he does all of the breakdowns of hip hop. It has very very uh, nuanced and informed angles on hip hop and ways to look at things. You know what I'm saying? Like a good friend of mine. Um, but we was hanging out last night and we got into it. Um, we 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 always had these heated debates. And sometimes, like now, I'm realizing the niggas, the nigga gaslighting me. Now I realize, but we were speaking on how globally, what what, what happened. I can't even recall how we started, but it made how me and him started. But it made me think of um whatever it was. It made me think about this this dude that I saw this this um he's an MC. I think it was a bar. Bars on I-95, if I'm not mistaken. I, I didn't catch his name. I only saw the clip of what he said. And he was saying like, and he seemed like a younger artist too, but he said he doesn't like the fact of how when you're listening to hip hop these days, you can't tell where somebody's from. You know what I'm saying? He was like, you know, he's like, I think New York niggas are selling New York niggas. I think Atlanta niggas are selling, you know, Cali, da, 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 da. You know, like, I don't like all of this sounding the same shit. And I'm like, but the problem well, not the problem, but the part that you're overlooking when you say that is it can never be that way anymore because the internet made the community small. You know what I'm saying? Like you got all of these motherfuckers like who they're listening to whomever, whomever. They like how he dresses. They're going to get those sneakers. You know what I'm saying? They like that. Like, oh, because the dude brought up how people call the Air Force Ones G Fazos or whatever. And G Fazos, I think, is a Chicago term, if I'm not mistaken, or whatever. Yeah, Midwest, yeah. From a certain generation, from a certain generation. You know, he's like, I don't like how he's doing that, that, that. Bro, slang travels. That's the nature of it, especially now that we have the internet, it makes the world smaller. Facts. It's like, like, like when people used to say hip hop was crossing cultural boundaries and all this other shit, like now, now because of the internet, it's kind of helping not erase them. But it's homogenizing shit. You know, that's right. What do you say about the the other people who are like in in the Netherlands and they've been doing music for 20 years already? I'm like, well, I'm not talking about them. They're already a minority. I'm talking about right now, the current generation, like like speaking to what he was speaking of. This is the future. Why I disagree? Because I see like, you know, they're rapping in their own language. They're doing this and the other. I'm like, bro, but they're rapping. Don't matter what language is in. That came from somewhere. They're still making hip hop music. You know, like in on top of that, like I've, I've gone to these places and I see it. You know, he's the well, well, maybe he's just talking about rap. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, I mean hip hop in general. Like, bro, like I know what they do to put put these, they still doing in the end cars, in the end trains in certain places. Yes. Love that shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like this shit is this shit is not. From a 20-year influence. These motherfuckers are 30. Feel me? You know what I'm saying? Like this <laughs> what it does. Like it makes everything small. So we we see everything so we can all grab it up and hold on to it or or discard it. 
And the only thing that's going, the only thing that's that's going to, um, the only thing that really comes out of it, okay. And I, and I understand what he's, I understand what Dude was saying, um, because I tend to think that myself a lot of times. Um, there was a point in time where when I heard somebody's music, I could almost certainly identify where they were from, or at least at the very least, if not where they were from, where the influence for that sound came from. You know what I'm saying? Um, but now, <laughs> to a large degree, I hear something. And they'd be like, yo, it's inspired by this. But I'm like, yeah, but it kind of sounds like that and that and that and that and that. And all of these guys are from somewhere different. None of them are from the same place. You know what I'm saying? Um, even <laughs> even boom bad music. Like the, the funny thing is when people hear the music, the first thing they say is, oh, that East Coast shit. And I'm like, you identify it as that. But and yeah, I'm from the East Coast, but like the person who made this beat lives right here he's born and raised right here like i i didn't have to tell him to make that like he just did it you know what i mean so yeah <laughs> like people yeah, the internet has definitely shrunk this whole shit yeah they're gonna adopt the pieces that they like exactly every you know, time the internet gives everybody access to whatever it is so like you know it, and it creates more pockets and different genres and shit like even like like what i was saying like with the underground white mc thing like mm. Again, like I didn't know that it was that expensive, and all of oh, these months, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, like that expensive. Well, as expensive as it is, you know what I'm saying? Like, but you know, and I'm sure, all, like, this ain't just because motherfuckers living near each other. The sound went out. Oh yeah, no, I'm saying it's, it's way more to it than that. It's a, it's a whole. They build their own subculture within the culture. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like you were saying all these genres, and then like that's that's basically what they do. It, like everybody does as they develop. Like somebody, um, even hardcore, develop their own lane. Um, you know, rap, rock, rock, rap, whatever, uh, trip hop, jazz hop, all that shit. Everything created its own lane, even though at one point it was all just hip hop. But then when I guess motherfuckers feel like they gotta de de develop a niche to put themselves in so they don't have to be compared to everyone else. Like, okay, don't weigh this against that because it ain't the same thing, even though it's the same thing. <laughs> right, right. You know what I'm saying? So like, even down to, you know, like I've had the conversations with people where they say like, well, you know, we look down on people who choose to rap in English. When they're from here, you could just rap in the native language. And I'm like, that's ill. Like, you know, y'all even making that separation. You know, or, you know what I mean? Like, but, but why, why not make that separation? We are from this country. Yes, it's hip hop, we, but we can rap in our language. That'll still be cool. And they do it. You know, so like, so like, so even still like a, a big part of our our thing was like, like I said, I think he he uh he likes to gaslight because because his thing was like, well, at one point it's imitation, now it's creation. I'm like, yeah, but it still started from the same seed of them wanting to be a part of hip hop. Your sound is out again. Oh yeah, nah. I was just, I was just nodding my head in agreement. Yeah, nah, I wasn't saying that. Oh, I thought, uh, I thought they signed. Okay. Oh no, nah, yeah, nah. That was uh, man, yeah. I, I think I, I do. I enjoy hearing music from other countries. Um, I enjoy hearing some of it in English. And even if I don't understand the language, sometimes I like to hear them rap in their native language, just because, just because of the feel. You know what I'm saying? Like I might not understand what's being said, but I could feel, I could feel it. Um, so yeah, but I think yeah, if you you got to be able to acknowledge the fact that that. The, that the internet and technology have a big hand to play in why everyone sounds the same and why uh, regional and 
uh, all those lines started getting blurred a while ago. Like when you when it, I think it started when the South really hit hit, and then everybody started adopting elements of that sound to to stay relevant or to stay in the race with them. That was where it started, and then as technology you know continued to advance, um, and and then the sounds continued to evolve, and and Atlanta had such a chokehold. Like almost everything sounds like Atlanta. Almost everything sounds like some element of music from Atlanta because Atlanta had a chokehold on hip hop through the evolution of, of the technology as well through, throughout that era. Other spots have popped up, you know, St. Louis popped up for a minute. Uh, uh, Houston pops up, popped up. They keep, you know, sporadically popping up. But you mean the in, music, the in the mainstream world? Right, right. Yeah. So, no, so I'm on the table, like in the mainstream world. That's, that's what you mean. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because because I mean, underground, you know, in the indie in indie world, we've been doing what we've been doing. Like my music now sounds like my not not sounds like my music from then, but it sounds like it's the same music. Like you know who it is, you know where where it came from, you know what it was birthed from. Um, and I think where it starts to when people some people be like, yo, who the top top rappers out of New York? I seen somebody having that conversation, like who the who the young niggas out of New York bringing the gang, you know, bringing it back, and they were saying these names, and some of them I had never heard before, and I was like. Who's that? And I went and started listening to the music, and I was like, "All oh, these niggas sound the same," and don't none of them sound like they from New York? At least not what I remember hip hop from New York sounding like. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, it has definitely changed. It, I mean, yo, you literally got to be sleeping under a rock not to see that. Like it's it, it's uh it's it's changed the whole format. Like there's no reason why you would have to have a sound that's that's specific to your region now. Just, just, just make a record. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't there's no, there is no, you know what I'm saying? Like people always ask, "What's the North Carolina sound?" And I'm like, "We ain't got one." Mm-hmm. There ain't no North Carolina sound. Like you can't say "Little Brothers" the North Carolina sound because that's not true. Because even when Little Brother was hitting, going crazy, everything ain't sound like Little Brother. You know what I'm saying? Everything don't sound like Cole. Everything don't sound like fucking uh, what's that name? Moray. Everything don't sound like that. Everything don't sound like Tia Kareem. Like whoever got hot out of North Carolina, Petey Pablo. Everything didn't sound like them. There ain't no North Carolina sound, and that's the one reason why when people make those kind of comparisons, they're talking about the music that come from the larger regions that have had their opportunity to go to, to, to have run of the game because they know what that sound sounds like. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah, that's I think that's all that is. But yeah, that's crazy, bro. <laughs> yeah, your man definitely gets like. What <laughs> I mean. You know, and again, like I said, like a lot of times he takes these conversations and he works them into his breakdown. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, but at the same time, like he definitely does believe that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like he definitely believes it. Like I say, he's gaslighting because it's like, bro, like the same points I put up, you those are your points. Like he'll echo my points, but his conclusion be different. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, he fucking with you. <laughs> not, but... When I say gas, like just because just the conversation does it, but I don't think he's doing that shit on purpose. Like, like I said, like he just really believes this shit. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like again, like I can't tell him he's wrong for his opinion. Right. I'm, from what I've seen, like going to these places, you know what I'm saying, and talking to these artists, you know, it's like, like yeah, like like it's the internet, bro. Like again, like it's the great equalizer. It puts everybody in touch with each other. Yes. You know what I'm saying? It puts everybody in touch with it. Like you said, it makes the community small. You know, it, it erases lines, you know? Like, again, like, 
like why like why is it right now I'd be able to I could contact 20, 30 producers who were not born in America, have never stepped foot on this soil and make the exact same music I've been making. You're not gonna tell me that the internet is not the reason for that. You know what I'm saying? Like just because somebody rapping in their own language, you're not gonna tell me that at this day and age that the internet has nothing to do with that. Oh, it's got plenty to do with it. Yeah, it's got plenty to do with it. Like it's a, it's a. At the end of the day, like they, they wouldn't even know that this is what we're doing if it wasn't for that. <laughs> so like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm saying like, you know what I'm saying? You know, like again, like so, so even to his point, like, but what about the guys that's been in it for twenty years? Like, I'm not talking about them. I'm not talking about them. I'm not talking about the outliers, the early guys. I'm talking about right now, and forward, how this is going to be. Like I'm seeing it. You know. This is what it is. But again, like I said, like some people just, you know, have short-sighted ways of seeing things. You know, like they're in the now so much. And I'm like, bro, like, yeah, the now, but you got to be able to say, look at the now and see how it's going to affect the future. Just like, like he and I got into the argument about AI. And, you know, he was like, he took the, well, we need to learn how to work with it aspect. I'm not denying that, but I see it as a problem. And I, I guarantee you the creators are going to see it as a problem. And what do we have now? The fucking writer's strike. And a big thing that they talk about is AI and streaming. Come on, man. Like, you gotta look forward. You gotta look forward. A lot of that to me signals that um, people don't actually see what the potential harm long term of AI is going to be, regardless of what we do right now. If, if if we've been cognizant of the actual evolution of technology in our lifetime and then think about what AI is capable of now, mm -hmm. then think 10 years from now. Think about the first time you got on the internet and then think about 10 years after that moment, how different it was, how much faster it was, how much farther it reached, how much more you were able to do. All of those things. Once they dropped the internet on your phone, then what? Bro, it changed the game. Think about how how different our lives are, right? Bro, we doing we doing this podcast right now because the internet is on my phone and on your phone and on Mojo's phone, like that. <laughs> Woo, yeah. And I, I mean, I, I feel for people who who have a. Uh, I, I kind of feel for people who have the wrong outlook on this thing because some people are going to get themselves in a really bad situation. Um, not actually seeing this AI shit for what it is. Um, the writers see it, the actors see it. They know what it is, they know what it means. And that's why they're striking because they realize that the, that everything that has made their existence what it is for the entirety of their careers is in jeopardy at the moment. It's all in jeopardy. Um, the fact that they're talking about, <laughs> like I feel some people make their living being extras in movies. Um, and for you to say, you can do this thing one time, and now we own your likeness and your voice and everything else. And we can put you in all these other movies that we don't have to pay you. Like, what? <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> no matter what, what it is, it could be AI, it could be B-I-C-I-D-I. -I -I. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like at the end of it, you gotta be, no matter what you got going on, you gotta, you gotta consider what the future can hold and all the possibilities. 
Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it's, it's such a con concentration and a thought pattern process based upon the now that, you know, I, I just feel like kind of, kind of, kind of handicaps us. You know, even going back to the same thing of what we said earlier, so far as like, you know, like eating sandwiches for lunch so you can go somewhere later. Oh, yeah. And, and niggas, and how unwilling niggas are to make that kind of sacrifice, but yet yeah. want to complain about it. <laughs> it's, it's looking forward. You know what I'm saying? It's looking forward. Yeah. You know, what we're going to do next week. That's the thing. Yeah. You like, that's the thing. You watch Pink in the Brain? You ever, did you ever used to watch that? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Remember what what uh, Pinky shit was? What are we gonna do today, Brain? The same thing we do every day. Pinky try to take over the world, right? But he never asked what he's gonna do tomorrow. Nope. Oh, so what we gonna do today? And their whole day was based upon the now. They never thought forward, right? Because. Even in the brain having this scheme to take over the world, as he said, you never heard any specifics about exactly what him taking over the world was supposed to look like. <laughs> or, or a forward-thinking plan. His plan was only for the day. Right. And that's what makes and that's what makes you realize. I mean, you know, saying like the whole thing is like, you know, we're smart enough to know, like, oh, you're too stupid to understand. Like, you're smart, but you're not smart enough to understand, like, you know, you have to, you can't take over the world in a day. You don't even know how big the world is. You know, you gotta, yeah. look, gotta look forward, no possibilities. I'm gonna take over the world. All you do is walk outside. You don't even know how big this motherfucker is. <laughs> I got a real talk. Hey man, I think one of the big things for me um, is, especially even in regards to something like that, um, you have a plan. Okay, what, what are we going to do tonight? Same thing. What are we going to do today? Same thing we do every day. Okay, you may say that's the same thing we do every day. But despite the fact that every day you, you're embroiled in this same plot, you end up doing different things to try to achieve that, which means that there are multiple opportunities uh, or possibilities for what you could be doing with that day. Because uh, all of these things can easily lead to something completely different, you know what I'm saying, other than you trying to take over the world. Um, the lack of vision that, that many people exhibit is going to be the downfall of a lot of people's lives. You know what I'm saying? Because they, they fail to see what could happen five years from now because of what they're doing today. Case in point, the day that I said to myself, hey, I think I'm going to start a podcast. You know why I did that? Was there's, there's a plethora of reasons why I did it. But the biggest reason was because I firmly believe that despite how much I've been able to go on this run and you know do some amazing things in music, at a point it has to stop. You know what I'm saying? At a point it has to stop. But I also know that my love for hip hop and my desire to remain connected to the culture will never die. Mm -hmm. You do this every time. <laughs>
you and your Wi-Fi, nigga, what the fuck do you see? Think forward. People, you gotta think forward. Fully you recognized. Gotta, yeah. Gotta, gotta think forward. See, this nigga don't never be thinking forward about the fact that he gotta leave his house and he leaves his Wi-Fi and it freezes his shit up. So now we just missed the whole point of what he just said. <laughs> My man, I, I, did, I did not think about that. You're absolutely right. I did not think about that. He don't know that. That nigga just leave right in the middle of that shit. It's like, yeah, I, man, nah. I just, but yeah, that's that's really what it comes down to, man. Like, I, I feel like the podcast is my way of staying connected to the culture, regardless of what happens. I could quit quit rapping tomorrow, and I would, I still would. I mean, I would be sad about it because, I, as much as I love to do what I do, I would have a sadness there. But by the same token, the pod keeps me connected. We still talk about the culture. We still talk about the art. Um, I, on sidebars, I get to interview MCs, producers, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So I still stay very much in tune with the culture, regardless of all of that. So all I can say, all I can think of at the end of it all is, boom, 10 years from now, if I'm not rapping, if, if you know, everything, all things being equal, and in, in, in the most positive, like we're still doing the podcast, you know what I'm saying? In some iteration, the podcast is still going. Um, but that's what you call thinking forward. And not to mention that doing the podcast has increased the visibility of my music and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> the thing that I'm thinking forward about is actually helping the thing that's happening in, happening in the now. Uh, yeah, man, it's... <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. A lot of people just they don't they don't see the big picture, and because they don't see the big picture, they tend to take small steps where they where they're actually able to leap. You know what I'm saying? Right. Myself included. You know, myself included in that. Same. Hell yeah. You know. I but yeah, that. I just say it's, you know we gotta look forward, man. People don't do that enough. No doubt. Shit, man. I'm a uh, I'm about to get in traffic. And I know what I five look like on a Sunday afternoon, so I'm about to get to it. But shit, hey, bro, you be you you actually uh, and you and Mojo both uh, have a way of looking at things that that make me that make me say, okay, I know I have my own opinions about things and I have my own beliefs about things, but there there's sometimes angles that y'all touch on that I hadn't considered or hadn't fully considered, and in the, in the, to the degree that I should have. So I appreciate that that. Yeah. Well, that's what's up. You are the definite you 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 both are the definition of what a friend should be because you add on to my understanding of life. You understand mm. what I'm saying? You make the quality of my life better by knowing you. So yeah, thank you. Oh, man. Thanks, man. That's a hell of a Hallmark card. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm serious. I wasn't trying to play it, you know what I mean? Like, no, nah, that's what's up. Appreciate that. You know, vice versa. Yeah. I appreciate the discourse. Yo, thank you, man. Thank you, most definitely. Hey, look, y'all, hey, we appreciate y'all. Thank y'all. Episode 101 is in the bag. Uh, thank y'all for helping push us this far. Hopefully, we can give you 100 more. And we see you at 200. But yeah, before we get to 200, we'll see you at 102 next week. For Eda Mad Assassin, Mojo Barnes, I am Seven the Panther. This is Panther Politics Podcast. Salute the Pretty Kings Clothing. Make sure you follow, subscribe, comment, rate, and of course, share the podcast. Check us out on Rumble, man. It's a lot of fun over there. Peace.